to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Twilight! Twilight! I love Twilight! I think Eddie. we should wait before we kiss. Yeah. Oh, man. You didn't hear Eddie squealing because it was only dogs could well, hear it. That's, it was, how, it that's how these squeals My work. My garage door is open. <laughs> All right, Twilight, stick it in me. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blu-ray. Press play. It's press not pause. going to. It's going to cock tease you for the next it's five gonna, movies. It's going to clumsily poke around yeah. as opposed to <laughs> yeah. the Summit Entertainment logo will fade to black. At which point you will press pause, and in a second I will say three, two, one, unpause. At which point I'll press play. You'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It will be like any other commentary, except of course this time it will be poetic and deep. Huh? <laughs> At the table this week is myself as always, T. Christie, my friend Eddie the Eddie Doty. That's me. Michael the Dorkman Scott. I already had too much wine. And Ryan the Broken Weaver. Buongiorno. Alright, I hadn't seen okay, first of all, yeah, this is a this is that movie. We're doing that movie and you're wondering why we're doing it, and it's not because we particularly super care. <laughs> I am really pleased that we are down in front is reaching out and trying to expand its preteen female. Yeah. We want to know, get more of them. Listenership. Because it turns out none of them liked our surrogates commentary. <laughs> and we feel like we're letting everyone down. <laughs> this movie I hadn't seen. Of course I hadn't fucking seen either of any of these movies or read the books. Uh, because it's my sister reads them. I, I know they're a joke at Comic-Con and they've been destroying... Uh, you know, one panel culture. Having, yeah, <laughs> society. At Comic Con, it's a thing where that if you want to get into a, a particular panel, you might not be able to get a seat because there's going to be a Twilight panel in that room later in the day, and the Twilight people are in there sure. waiting already. Like, yeah. and you can't get in, and it's, uh, yeah. it's been doing that kind of thing, and and breeding and reproducing in the panel. So yeah. it's even like they're pushing people out. Like, here's what I knew about Twilight um, three days ago. I knew uh, Robert Pattinson was in it, and I knew there was a really ugly Indian-looking kid in it. I hadn't seen him with his shirt off. Um, and um, hey, hey, Native I, I, I knew, and I knew that uh, they sparkled. I didn't know what that meant. I yes. just knew that the word sparkled was involved. Mm-hmm. And you know, I knew, I knew it was basically girl Harry Potter. Uh, and when I watched the movie, I actually didn't didn't hate it. Uh, in fact, I think it's among the better, you know, teenage girl, you know, sort of condescendingly made. <laughs> here's here's your fucking movie, bitch, kind of movies. I think this is actually pretty strong fare for. For that demographic, it's uh, it drags in the first hour, uh, but it's on the whole, it's interesting and it's, you know, I understand that it's way easier to watch the movie than to read the book. We'll talk about that when we get to Dorkman. But as a movie, Twilight, the first, is uh, it's an all right kids movie, if you ask me, Eddie. Yeah, um, the origin of us doing this movie was sort of everyone, we have an email list and whenever we're trying to decide what movies we do, it kind of goes around like, okay, this is what we've got for this day and what have we done, what haven't we done. A lot of us sometimes have specific requests on which movies we want to cover. And after about, I think, 15 emails and, and literally nobody getting any closer to deciding what we're doing, I sent off an email that just said, fuck it, let's do Twilight. Three quarters joking, but somehow the idea took hold, and I'm like, let's let's go with it. Fuck it, let's let's just go. Let's well, yeah, go and do Twilight. Because Teague was like, yeah, we can do that, and blah blah blah. And Ryan's like, yeah, I got no problem with it. Like, and, I, and, I, and like, I was just watching it, and I came in, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're doing this. Really? We we are actually doing that. All right, all right, that's that's fine. I even sent one off. I'm like, please, I nobody. Actually, feel I actually wanted to do it a, a a while back because I saw the movie, right? And, and I was like, we should do this, and. And Teague was like, none of us are going to want to watch this Twilight. We're not going to watch it, so we can't do the commentary. Ironically, all of Teague's friends have managed yeah. to see it. <laughs> yeah. him, so. that was, I, I was like sitting there with Ryan watching these movies. I'm like, Ryan, we have to come over. We have to, come, we have to watch Twilight movies, okay? 
We have to see what they are before we do the commentaries. Like, I've seen them. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I mean, and then I realized that it's actually kind of the perfect time to do it because uh, I've been on this insane work schedule and I've gotten, between that and, and my son, which I just had, I've gotten about an hour of sleep for the last... <laughs> Two All weeks, right. and so I'm in this sort of weird hallucinatory state, and I think there's no better time for me to do Twilight than than now. You remember doing it? Hopped so, up on yeah. Rockstar. Ho- hop- yeah, I've, I've literally I'm I'm pure caffeine. I, my my blood caffeine level is is ridiculous right now. So I think there's no better time for me to watch this movie than than with these final gentlemen here and now. But listeners, now and in the future, you should know that Eddie has a haircut and it looks fucking awesome. Oh, thank you. Looks good. Thank you, thank Michael you. Dork, Matt Scott. <laughs> I think you represent the only down in front voice that has read these books right well uh, it goes back similar to what you said um actually uh, about the female harry potter in a sense because for me you know i spent i spent quite a few years making fun of harry potter and people who read harry potter i'm like oh it's for kids and blah 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 and then one of my best friends in high school his sister was a big fan of the books and we would mock her and uh then somehow she held him down or something and forced him to read the first book and he, uh, the first four were out at that point, and he read the other three in a week. And he like never read; he wasn't a reader, you know. And then he comes back to me. He's like, "We can't be friends until you read the Harry Potter books. <laughs> like, we have to stop being friends unless you you read the Harry Potter books." I was like, "Fuck, okay." So and you I went, did. You went dark on that. So I so I I read the Harry Potter books, and I love them. And I and so um and you know I'm a, I'm a huge fan now of, of did that you series. Learn an and important we'll, lesson about judging things. Well, well, to an extent, um, I. Uh, to to the extent that when Twilight started happening, um, and it became this this shrill girly thing, uh, I was like, all right, I have to separate. I have to do with her. I have to separate the social phenomenon from right. the the books and from the, the literature the material it. itself. So I was like, for all I know, I'm missing out on another Harry Potter. You know, um, I, I if I dismiss it just because it's a girl thing, I could be missing out on something great, and I would hate to do that. Were you? So I picked up the first book. No, <laughs> I, it was exactly it, it was exactly what I thought Harry Potter would be. The first book is awful. But what happened was <laughs> what happened was I was reading the first book, and it took me so long to get through because, like every page, you just have to suffer through it, and I would have to keep putting it down and sigh Take heavily. It in small and, doses. Yeah, <laughs> walking laps around it, just sort of staring exactly. At it. <laughs> but then, but my dad saw me reading it, so on Christmas he bought me New Moon. <laughs> so I was like, "Fuck!" Now I have to read the second one, and I so I did. Well, I, I saw the I saw the movie, and the movie is actually is much better than the book. Like if you've read the book, it's funny because pe- like. Girls who are fans of the book think they totally fucked up this movie. I watch it and I'm like, this is a masterpiece compared to the book. They made it work and like it's watchable and it, it's and the Lord of the Rings of bad fiction. Yeah, it's somewhat entertaining. It's like I uh, compared to the book, I think this is a great movie. Um, you know, compared to anything else, it's you know, meh. Me- me- mediocre. Um, I don't hate it, but it's not like awesome. It's so, a mid-afternoon so, showtime Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Um but but then you know uh, the, so then I read New Moon and I was like well halfway through it just fuck it and I, so I finished <laughs> I read the other two books and it does get they do get better as it goes along I will say that by the, the books yeah the yeah. books <laughs> by by the last half of the last book I was like this is actual writing at right. this point this right. is like you should have done some practice novels yeah I'm like I'm like if. Twilight had started here and improved at this rate. It would have been fine. It would have been fine or maybe even great by the end, you know, mm-hmm. but it is it is what it is. Um, 
so I didn't, you know, like I said, I did. I, I don't hate this movie. I'm sure we'll find lots of reasons to uh, to shit on it. Shit on it. Um, I hope we do because otherwise the chat room will probably mutiny on us uh, <laughs> for not shitting on this after we shit on like Spider Man Two and all that. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, there's a sliding there's a sliding scale here. Yeah, I'm I'm we're, we're grading on a curve. I'm 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 getting Spider Man Two could have been awesome. Yeah, Twilight. Shouldn't have been okay. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's, that's the curve here. That's that's entirely fair. Yeah. So um. Anyway, we'll get into it as we go. So Ryan Weber, mm-hmm. I want to talk to the fourteen-year-old girl inside of you mm-hmm. right now. Um. Team Edward or Team Jacob, baby. Team Bella, Kristen Stewart. Oh really? my goodness. Okay. You she, were a fan of, of Panic does, Room, weren't you? Huh? I haven't seen <laughs> well, that. She actually. the Chicken Panic Room. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, holy crap. I'm kind yeah. of I'm kind of Team Fuck Bella. I'm like the two of them should just be gay and get together because she doesn't right. deserve either of them. Quite right. frankly, <laughs> I would watch that. She's an awful person. I think that would have been a better storyline. But anyway, go ahead. All right. Know. So anyway, you haven't read the books. What What did you know about Twilight when you saw it the first time? Uh, what I made just, you watch Twilight ever? Not a lot. I saw the trailer. And um, can you hear me? Is this volume? I can't hear myself. Very I, can hear, I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. Never mind. Um, yeah, I'd seen it about the trailer. I think that's all, all I ever saw of the movies beforehand, and I never really pursued any knowledge in that and all that kind of thing. But I, I picked it up on DVD when it came out, because I was like, yeah, I want to see what all the fuss is about, what's going on, because it's clearly a, a, you know, a big deal. You want to know what to say on dates with 15-year-olds? Sure, you know, it, it helps. Um, but what you just said a minute ago, Eddie, actually, about how just feeling like a, you know, just middle of the afternoon cable movie kind of sure. thing. Like, I, I really, and, and I've actually, I, I, um, I watched all three in preparation for doing these, uh, these commentaries to just have the full context. And I really feel like it's, it's like a, it's like a TV show. It's like what I imagine the Vampire Diaries or something to be in, in terms of it's just, it's just this sort of ongoing saga that's just sort of interested in. Soapy. It's it's very soapy. It's totally a soap opera. It's soapy, and and my 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 main thing with it is is I saw it on DVD, and I was like, okay, well that certainly was a moving picture, as <laughs> as, as Teague <laughs> likes to say. And I just I just had absolutely zero sort of impression from it at all. And right. I think the problem with it is that the key problem to 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 blow it out there early is that I, I was just not invested in these characters at all um, yeah. from the beginning. And then and, and the problem with the movie is that it's so focused on the relationship and being in love. And I was not on board with that from the beginning, and then then boom, you've lost me at, Same. The, at the first that's stop. The, that's so. the main critique. I'm and sure that's the problem with the book too. That's the main. Well, the, yeah, one of the main problems with the book is that they, they there's all these scenes like it's it, this is the worst <laughs> part of all the books. Um, it's like a whole book of people talking. To you could if you, you in, could in ex- font. It's you amazing. could literally probably extract all the scenes of Bella and Edward talking to each other and basically going, "You're so awesome, and I don't know why you're with me." No, you're awesome, and I don't know why you're with me. Like that's you could extract that and make an entire 500 page volume out <laughs> yeah. of it. Um, and there's less of it as it goes along, which I think is why the books get better. It's like uh-huh. those are like they're almost they're. N- by the last half of the last book, spoiler, Bella becomes a vampire or whatever you want to call him. And so they, they, they finally feel like they deserve each They're other. And point, they yeah. stop doing that shit. And that's when it gets good. You know, <laughs> That's when I'm like, I can finally read this without flinching. That's what so I heard. Yeah. We, should press, um, uh, we should press play on Yeah, our, yeah, our let's get here. it started. So yeah. you're at the part where the Summit logo has faded to black as I am here. So get your mouse on the finger on the button of the thingy with the three, two, one. <laughs> That's yeah. the worst rap I've ever heard. Yeah, but but yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, in the sense totally? that they totally they sit there. Okay, by the way, just, uh, interrupting myself for the movie. As soon as this started, I was like, oh god, no, because <laughs> the worst part of the books is the fact that it's in first person. It's yeah. Bella's first person narration, and she is a horrible human being. Being inside her head, being is inside the problem, her head right? is so much the problem because she's totally like all her all her friends in this in this movie. 
Like, first of all, in the in the movie when she meets them, it's totally clear, like, they're the rejects of school society yeah. and whatnot. And it's like, oh, well, of course they would welcome her in and stuff. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. In the books, it's like all the cool kids want to be friends with her. But she's like, God, it's so annoying. I just want to do homework. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh-huh. No one is like that. And, it, and it's totally like you can read between the lines. You know, Stephanie Meyer's like, yeah, well, I'm too – she's too cool for uh, all the kids in high school who were too cool for me you know right. it's yeah. like you know what it's worth bringing up right now you should you should talk a little bit about the uh, the background of the author of the book um well i'm not an expert on her i didn't do well, a, a i just lot mean the main the that. two main facts oh, well, well the, the i mean the main the main fact is she's a, a mormon mm-hmm. so this um this is a very interesting because as we'll as we'll get into when we do uh, other vampire movies i'm sure Sex spe- especially it's it's yeah it's sexuality uh vampires are all about sexuality and and twilight is about repressed sexuality right, right. and it's this really weird the thing the nobility of repressing it yeah and yeah. but there's this there's this and there's a weird like misogyny about it, you know, underlying where for the vampire who who penetrates you, it's like the greatest thing ever. It's mm-hmm. like orgasmic, but if you've been penetrated, it's the most painful thing ever, and it's mm-hmm. agony and sh- and and awful. And and if you let it happen to you, you lose your soul and you become a, it's you <laughs> right, know. Yeah. And and there's this and he never calls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's this there's this whole like. Anti-sexuality about the Twilight movies, which which makes it really weird because it's trying so hard to be a love story at the same time. Contrast that with how you know the allegory that something like Buffy took with it in the Angel Buffy relationship. Oh yeah, where, where it, they wanted to, but there was this tragedy sort of mixed mm-hmm. in with it, and and how that was an allegory for losing Virginia to a guy and him turning out to be a, a monster, which right. he literally became. Yeah, a much clever sort of iteration than. Than this, if you do want to find out more about Stephanie Myers, I swear to God, there is a biographical comic book about her. <laughs> there's a there's a whole series that started during the presidential campaign where they did one shot comics of like McCain and Obama, and then they spread that out to be just important figures in society. You know, Condoleezza Rice, Hillary Clinton, and then even non political. And they eventually got to Stephanie Myers. And there's a whole comic book that is all true information that gives you. If you want to learn about her, but you really have barely an investment, not much beyond two dollars, buy the comic book, read it. Gives you all the information you need to know about. I Stephanie should Meyer. I should point out it's Stephanie Meyer. Meyer. Oh Meyer, and I'm all sorry. and all E's. No, all E's. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 not Stephanie. It's Stephanie. The, the, um, the anyway. big thing that sort of bothers me, and, and I, an I, there's I, an I in there. I feel like it's, it's one thing to kind of trash on it, but there's just sort of this disturbing trend that I see with sort of the worst of the Disney princess movies, yeah. which kind of connect to this, which really, really do bother me. It's this sense of she doesn't earn any of this. She doesn't earn a damn yeah. thing. What, what I was, uh, this yeah. great relationship, these wonderful opportunities, these super huge, supernatural powers she ends up gaining – access this world there is nothing inherent to this character that she has done there is no save the cat what i was what i was um what i was getting at is in the books they spend all this time talking about you're so awesome and i don't deserve you no you're awesome and i don't deserve you it's like <laughs> i remember being a teenager it's like but but in this situation i'm like i feel like she's right when she says that about edward yeah. mm-hmm. she says i don't see what i i don't see why because you're so a, interested she's a goddamn in me. mythological creature and, he, and he's beautiful and he never answers yeah. He never gives a good answer to why he's interested in her. It's and vaguely I'm like, interested that he can't read her mind. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, do, you think that's a, do you think that's an elusive decision she's making? It's vaguely interesting that he can't read her mind, and also, um, you know, the smell of her blood. 
is like the greatest yeah. thing he's ever he's yeah. ever smelled. Which like, is the more, allure of that. It's lust and intoxication versus like there's a great quality about you that I love. Yeah, there's no there's yeah. there well, is no quality about that's, her. That's 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 very damaging, I think, for a lot of and, and I I don't mean to be a wussy about this, but that, I don't know. I think about a lot of teenage girls no, I agree. and I think about how fragile their their self esteem is to begin with. Mm. And then you read this book and yes, escapist it gets, fantasy. It gets fine. even worse in New Moon. I mean we'll get there. Yeah, but but it, the it, the the social effect that this is having yeah. on and i agree the whole disney princess thing and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's and there's like, a reason why they're stopping with the princess movies for a while uh-huh. like they even disney recognizes <laughs> even disney's it's like wrong. we're fucking up we're, yeah we are sort of just <laughs> <We're, laughs> and and i see it like i have you know i have like nieces and nephews and stuff and i and i and and they have friends and i go to birthday parties and they all have this weird princess uh fantasy and yes i get it they're a kid but i've seen it transition to adulthood where women just sort of some women grow up with a sense of entitlement and this and ex- well not just in not just entitlement but this whole thing i mean the this series um up until she becomes a vampire and then goes completely to the other end of being just uh, then there's eye lasers o- over uh, yeah over the top awesome yeah um sh- uh, it's this is a series with for, uh, the, the protagonist is the damsel in distress yeah. She never does anything. She yeah. waits mm. she waits around for the men to save her. The world happens around her. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that bothers me uh, from a storytelling perspective and also from, you know, just like a moral yeah. perspective. Yeah. I mean, I mean, from yeah, from like a feminist perspective. Yeah. It's, it's like it's so weird. And this is written by a woman, directed by a woman, uh, like, adapted, adapted by a woman, by a woman and screenwriter. And somehow no one at any point said, "Shouldn't Let's make we her a have stronger. her?" Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna adapt and you're gonna recognize that you can improve on the story, go the extra step and I don't know, have her punch somebody out. I don't know something. Yeah, something. something. They, they, I think it's that way even more so in the second one, especially where it's yeah. just like she's like a she's like a junkie who just. Oh yeah. As soon as a man is out of her life, it's just oh, like yeah. she, she is falls dying. apart. Oh yeah. And that's what I was saying. We'll get to herself. that in the second yeah. one because yeah. because that's. That's wrong. <laughs> that is, that I have I have serious moral objections to what she does right. in the second one. And then uh, c- compare that her boyfriend. Yeah. Compare that to Kath, the director Catherine Hardwick's first film, which was thirteen. The, the very impressive thirteen. Thirteen's a good movie. Starring Nikki Reed, who's actually in this. She plays one of she plays Edward's sister, I think. Um, and this has a future Oscar nomination or Oscar nominee Anna Kendrick. She's about to pop up here. And in look, second. baby Edward Norton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah right. Um, no, seriously, that's baby. That's primal fear, Edward Norton. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just, I mean, you know, there's she, Catherine Hardwick has such strong characterization abilities in the movie she directs. Even in Lords of Dogtown, like you see, the female characters in that movie have something to do. Like they're not just they're not just ciphers. You know, they they actually have a role to play in those films. And yeah. And from that to this, it just it's kind of, it's, How, it's however, I will say this: since we're talking about the filmmakers, both the director and the screenwriter, I have to give them respect because I don't. I don't feel like they're phoning it in. No, on they're this trying. Movie. They are trying uh-huh, to yeah. make the best movie they can, and it, they're they're unfortunately bound between. The, like the, there's there's the aspect of of this movie where it's like, this is Twilight. We're calling it Twilight. We could, it doesn't matter. Yeah. you know, we could make the shittiest movie ever, and it'll make a billion dollars. Right. Who cares? Right. They cared. I'll give them that. See, right now this feels like Catherine Hardwick's movie. Yeah. Right now. And then the second the Edwards family walks in, yeah. it feels like the chains yeah. of Twilight wrap dun, around dun, it. And dun, dun, it but dun, exactly. Dun, at the same time, dun. at the same time, I kind of look at it and I go, because if you call it Twilight, you can get away with anything. Right. I feel like they could have taken more liberties and tried to make it stronger and improved upon it and blah, blah, blah. I'm I totally do, with you. I do think they did a pretty good job 
of making this a decent movie and a decent narrative because in the in the book it's a 500 page book and it's just the same fucking thing over and over for the first 400 pages. Right. It doesn't get interesting. It does, and when it gets interesting is the fucking vampire baseball scene, which we'll get to. <laughs> but it, it doesn't get interesting until she's she's being hunted. Right. In the last hundred pages. I that's think that's the this... same thing in the movie too. Yeah. Though. But that's well. But at least they have introduced that there's this yeah. other vampire clan. That, like yeah. we get these little vignettes of them of the police investigating that. That's not in the book. Oh wow! They don't show up until the last hundred pages or so. One big improvement I I, I would have made. There's Nikki Reed, Star of Thirteen, and and the inspiration of Thirteen. That was like her life story. That movie was based upon. Wow. Um, but one thing I would have improved upon, like I, I moved around a lot as a kid. Every you know grades kindergarten through seven was a different city for me, mm-hmm. and no one wow. on their first day of school. Makes this many friends right. this quickly. Right. And I think that could have gone, if they could have had a scene of her being ostracized and outcast from just normal, everyday, you know, new kid at school, not having yeah. any friends. Right. That would yeah. have gone a long then, way to make well, her more well, likable. Then, then having, yeah. the, then having the, the other ostracized kids being like, over here, we yeah, have a seat. Exactly. Yeah. Have yeah. the vampires be like, we'll embrace you. We'll take you in. We sure. get it. We understand. Sympath- or I if mean, not the vampires, them at least. You yeah, know, something. Nerds. Something. I mean, just something to, you could have made... You could have made the whole story an allegory about being new in town and trying to make friends. Yeah. I mean, that that's a stronger basis than I'm this person that nothing happens to. I have no anything, and suddenly this guy falls in love with me. Yeah. All right, Dorkman. Oh, finish whatever sentence you wrote. Well, what I was going to say is that I don't, think, I don't think Robert Pattinson is as hot as the movie makes him out really? to be. Really? I don't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Team disagrees. We're going to have a gay fight now. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would fuck the shit out of that guy. That's uh, – well <laughs> – well, it's a it's a matter not of in t- shot, in not the, with the black eyes, but uh, with the with the colored eyes. In the in the um in the books, he's described as the most gorgeous human being ever, and I don't think he is. No. Here. Right, right. Okay, um, but, but I think I think. But however, however, it's a good characterization. However, what I was gonna say is, I think he's a good enough actor that this, by this, the end by of the, it, this look on his love, face here, I love this, yeah. this made me laugh out loud yeah, the first absolutely. time I saw it. Like the, a, the oh, oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he covers his nose by the. <laughs> I, I will say that I don't buy him visually, and I think the movie is trying too hard to push him that way. Like, one of the characters literally says, he's totally gorgeous, obviously. It's like, it's not obvious. Yeah. You're trying to you're trying to brainwash me here, and I'm not fooled. To the 14-year-old girls it is. Yeah. It's... Well, the, but the thing is, like like Eddie was saying, he's basically a cipher. It's like, they wouldn't, you could put you could put a, a paper plate with a happy face on a mop and puppeteer it sure, through the yeah. screen and call it Edward, <laughs> and they would totally be on board with that because they've got in their mind that... Edward is hot. That thing is called Edward. Therefore, it is hot. You know? My beloved, I'm super absorbent. Yeah, yeah. But now, um, uh, but uh, but uh, I will say, like I was uh, I was I was getting at his performance. Is a, is a, I love this these shots of him. Movie yeah. like where he's just like just this like weird. <laughs> yeah, like, his his performance is good enough that I buy him as the romantic lead by the end. It's okay. like a, it's and when like a, he expresses his yeah. emotions, I actually buy it. I don't buy him as the most gorgeous guy ever, but I do buy him. In the moment, are you saying he's not a pretty man? He's not the prettiest ever, and and okay. he would not be my okay. my choice. Now let me for ask this. you this question, and we'll move off the subject for at least he, a little while. He looks uh, like a vegan doing I, I, like I, a barbecue yeah. right now. He's yeah. just like, Meh. He's, uh, aesthetically he, speaking, I'm Team Jacob. I will say that. Well, he's got the okay. Oh. All right, all right. He's, you're you're, um, you're a shark boy. I have one last question. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Cedric Diggory or Edward Cullen. Cedric Diggory. Cedric had the stupid like Superman it's almost hair, actor, like sixties hair. No, I think I, uh, I do think tea. Edwards Edwards better looking. Aha! Aha! Ha ha! Well, your point is proven. <laughs> yeah. just, well, case closed. I lose clearly. Team Edward. I'll say I, consistently I, throughout the um the series. I really like actually 
the character of her dad. Her dad Charlie. is her dad cool. is the best character. Yeah, yeah. I think because he has motivation. In fact, at the, at the end of real. at the end of this, I watched this uh, with my roommates, and at the end of this, we were like, Team Bella's dad. <laughs> yeah, Team Bella's dad. Yeah, good man. Nice. The chat room is lighting up with a question: Why the Fuck is Edward in high school? Why are, why are they hanging out in a high school? Okay. Why is that even a thing? Every That's four good, years, that would get pretty question. obvious. That's you know? kind of the magic. Well, they say they have to move around. And a someone lot. else earlier asked how many magic means. That's so kind answer of, both uh, of them. I, I I will say I guess. We're almost to the point where vampires almost don't count as a magic bean that much anymore. We kind of just <sighs> like a, a, accept that in a yeah. way. So it's like, okay, vampires in blank. Vampires in Alaska. Vampires, Vampire, in yeah. vampires in space. Vampires in high school. That's kind of the magic bean. Now, if you had to rationalize yeah. it, if you, Buffy. if you had to retcon this, right, Buffy, although Angel wasn't in high school. Well, I would say the magic, be- the say the magic bean is the Hellmouth in Buffy because the Hellmouth gives yeah, that's just everything. rise to fucking yeah. everything. But... So. Um, the reason is that they don't the, – the best that I can kind of come up with here. Um, is that they're dumb. <laughs> well, here's – the thing I is I mean, is that, it not enough that like, okay, he's a young guy. He ought to be in school at this age, so it will be weird if he's not? Yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, what it, it, but why don't they just go out in the country or whatever? Yeah. The answer is that – They're used to hiding from home the answer is the, yeah. the answer is that the father character – um, a blonde is, guy? Is, yeah. Uh, um, whatever. I Peter Facinelli. Whatever his name is, yeah. Peter Facinelli, Mr. Jenny Garth. Um, it'll it'll come up. Uh, Your mom is so Facinelli. Ca- she nah. needs a... It, it's Casper or something. I, I literally can't remember what, off the, the top of my head right Edward's now. Edward's father in the movie? Yeah. Oh, and the character name. The character name. Carlisle. Yeah. Carlisle. Carlisle. There it Carlisle, is. Yeah. Um, We're about to get some CG shit. I can't believe I didn't remember that. It's my roommate's maiden name. Uh, but anyway... Um, He's a doctor. He wants to help. He wants sure. to help people. He wants to be involved in any community he's in. Mm. So he he has to be involved. And his you know his kids, uh, quote unquote, who are three hundred years old or whatever, they're like, well, if we sit around the house, we will we'll kill everything. We'll just lose our yeah. minds. Yeah. So yeah. we might as well, I guess, go to high school. Yeah. It's, it that that sounds like the worst thing that could possibly happen. But if we don't go to high school, truant officers will start asking questions or whatever because we still look young because we turned into vampires when we're young. Oh, so that's totally fair. It's, it's you know, it, 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 it's kind of pushing it, but it's almost like, well, that's the bit that I guess I'm, that that's a bit I'm willing to give it. Boy, when you said that about how the book doesn't have the sort of, the you know. Yeah, this bit, get, not Giving it. a little bit, so, uh, you, for you, those you. listening without watching, it's this guy getting killed at the power plant. Yeah. It's like, this is like really what kind of wakes you up and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, vampires. Okay, great, great, sure. Good. Oh, this is what vampires can be. That's right. Like, yeah, this would, that's be, this right. would be pretty slow without a little bit of. Yeah, like I, I do got to say one thing. One thing I give props because it's all because it's all from Bella's point of view. She doesn't know any of that, right. so we can't see any of it. Mm-hmm. I do give props to both Catherine Hardwick and the production designer and the location scout because if you've ever lived in the Pacific Northwest, uh, this is this is it. <laughs> like that, this sort of like bluish grayish hue over everything. That's I was yeah. born here. In fact, there's kind actually of a shot of um, the Columbia River Gorge, which I was born right next to. I wasn't born. In the gorge, mm-hmm. but it's a beautiful river with this. <laughs> and a the story trench. is not nearly as interesting. Yeah, but Multnomah Falls is here. It's like this is where I was born, man. Yeah, no, this. I mean, and, and I they, have family here. It looks exactly like. Yeah, this. it is this. I mean, I've I've uh, I've in laws in Vancouver, and I've uh, Vancouver, Washington. I've got a um, just, just live all the time. Well, and of I've course, got family in Echo. and of course, yeah. that's the whole reason that the story is set there because not as much sun. The vampires <laughs> are going to be there because there's not as much sun. Exactly makes sense. They can go out in the daytime without sparkling. Right. Which we'll, we'll which, get to but, that. Which we'll get to it. At the, it actually doesn't bother me in execution as much as it does in concept. Mm. I will say that. That's what I'm saying. The whole concept, the whole idea of it is, yeah. is, uh, which is idea? pretty. Uh, the the idea sparkle. of the sparkling vampires. 
I would buy it if like if it was like some lame ass like from her eyes and from her perspective he sparkles. Well, like, that's sure that's does, almost yeah. the 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 concept that they get into, right. you know. But but I want to save that so we have something to talk about at that point. Right. <laughs> so anyway, they're all friends now. And of course, second day the, of school, she has best friends. Yeah, and in the but in the book, he in the book in her mind, she hates them all. Really, she can't stand them. Why? What is? The well, she's she, horrible. I mean, she, she's question. horrible. Well, she well she's okay with them, but she's like, God, stop! Just what I, I want to stop being up. my friend. Yeah. What is the difference stop between nice to, be, to be fair? To, to some extent, she doesn't want to set down roots here. She doesn't want to be here. Hmm. All right. So there's that. But at the same time, it's still like, dude, come on. You they're... cannot be a cunt. And, yeah, exactly. And, and appreciate what you have. Exactly. What is the difference between Bella in the movie Twilight and Bella in the book? I can't hear what she's thinking. It's it's just like Edward. If Edward could hear what she was thinking, he wouldn't like her. That's a great. That's, <laughs> that's a what great it is. Point. Yeah. <laughs> he so, and, like and, her at all. and again, what message is that sending to to to, to young women? Mm-hmm. Don't let a guy know what you're really thinking. That way, he'll love you more. Like, right. ah, God, it, it really angers me. Like the more I think about it, just it, just the um, the whole the whole premise of this. It's not it's not real love. It's not like an earned relationship where they share experiences and a point of view and. And an outlook on life. It's it's pure convenience. It only happens because the movie or the book decided that it needed to happen. Yeah. It's in no way, you know. I was watching African Queen recently. And, like, yeah, yeah. Two, two people stuck on a boat. They hate each other. But through extreme situations, they get to, like, see and experience different sides of each other and fall madly in love. Same thing with Goodbye Girl. Like, I mean, you, you look at any, any other movie or story where you get these sort of opposites that are thrust together in the situation and then they earn their love and you totally believe it you know yeah. and i think that's that's a big part of it for me in this is that it's not earned it's kind of like i think it's really confusing sort of like wow they're really attracted to each other mm-hmm. they think each other is hot and that's about yeah. all we get out of yeah. the movie and then but they're supposed to be in love and it's like well when, even, when did that even happen? to the level of like you know? lust for blood right <laughs> for, yeah, her, sure. for her very blood he's lusting after it but what about her and you, you tell know? me which contributes more to, to the so-called hookup culture skins or this you know what i mean right. like this is this is basically telling women trust your first instinct you know go ahead ladies go out sure. go out there and you're and, in love you're in love do oh, go you're for it love. yeah it's it's immortal and unbreakable even and, if he's dangerous y- you know especially if especially he's if he tries to draw your blood that's fine i yeah. just can't believe how many times bella is told over the course of these films I'm dangerous. Oh my god! Don't do this. I can't even. I can't. Oh my god! Let, let me make something very that. clear. Dorkman <laughs> Edward, got two Cheez-Its. He got. Oh my god! And put the two Cheez-Its back. I down. can't even. I can't even express to you how much any. It, it's funny because like um I I saw this after reading the book and then um I I uh, implored Anthony to check it out because he hadn't read the book. I oh wanted god. to hear his opinion on it. And everything he said was a problem with this, with the movie, mm-hmm. is like, that's totally a problem with the book that didn't bother me as much in right, the movie at right. all. But you're absolutely right. Like, in the book, every time they talk to each other, every time, it's literally like, I'm dangerous for you. You shouldn't be with me. And she's like, I don't know what you mean, and blah, blah, blah. And it literally gets to the point, after they've had the conversation about a vampire, he's like, I'm a vampire. <laughs> I want to drink your blood. Anytime you come near me, I want anytime, to end your life. Anytime you come near me, I'm tempted to tear your head off and, and drink from the fountain. And she's like, I am dangerous. Get away. And she's like, I don't understand what you mean. It's like, what the fuck is happening here? It's so infuriating. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I mean, just looking at his string bean arms and sunken chest. Let yeah. me make, let me make something very clear. <laughs> Robert Pattinson, there is nothing threatening about you. Yeah. So, like this, I don't know. I, even like the skinny Jacob vamps could beat me up. Yeah. Well, even if you like looked at skinny vamps and even Nosferatu, he was skinny and sort of malshapen, but he felt dangerous at all times with what he was doing with his face, right. and what he was doing with his eyes. I'm more threatened by Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Like his. Oh yeah. His his. 
it's it, it's oh, some of it's his posture. Like you said, the sunken I'm, chest yeah. kind of look. It's like if he if he stood a little taller and prouder. He, he, I don't know. his confidence. It would, I, I mean, would, I, I think I think you he know, looks damn good in a suit, Eddie. The the Anne Rice vampires tend to be thin and tall and lean. And but so not necessarily physically imposing, but there's like a straightness and a mm-hmm. and a height and a elegance to them that's alluring but dangerous at the same time. And yeah, uh, I mean, he's lived two hundred years. Yeah, he's, he's got gonna some, be. He's not. He's not going to be. He's not going to be backpacking, it, right. slumping his shoulders and looking at the ground as he walks. There's he's going gonna, to be something special about yeah, him that sets you, him out. You from can't die, else. and you've been around. You're going to walk with a certain confidence. And I'm sorry, I just I don't see what in his two hundred year life. That he has not experienced that he sees from this girl. Like, that's, yeah. You know, that's so here we have the, uh, I, I, the Superman sequence. Yeah, this is coming up. I really truly don't understand uh, the the basis of this. Okay, all right. Of what fan crash? I was gonna say. The what was that guy doing before this? That's the thing. Right. Like, what was it? What was he? Donuts. The- <laughs> oh shit! Donuts <laughs> in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. What were you saying? Yeah. I don't oh. understand the basis of their relationship at all. I mean, that's a problem. That it's this, all apparently. Of, that all of us have had, and it's unresolved. We've all yeah, had a guy save us by stopping a car. Yeah, by stopping a van from no, smooshing us. No, I mean, us. it's by a problem step, with the movie that we've Cherokee. all had. It's yeah. a problem with the movie that we've all had. There's, is- there's no reason for these two people to be in- What's up? Let me, let, let's compare and contrast. I, I want to do some actual... We're going to talk about the movie and how it could be better. Okay. What's an example of a completely plausible and enjoyable romance on screen that you completely buy? Titanic, maybe. Titanic. Titanic. I, I, I listed. I Empire listed, Strikes Back. I listed too. Um, There's a lot of cat and mouse in Empire Strikes yeah. Back. That would be that'd be a good comparison. Romance in the Stone, like, has a really good like. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying as like as no. they start off as antagonistic, as long as they start <laughs> as they start as antagonistic and then fall in love. And I, I I listed two earlier: African Queen and Goodbye Girl. Like, I mean, you know, Richard, Richard Ford and Sean Connery in Last Crusade. <laughs> different, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> Not what I was going for. Maybe there's some fanfic Not out there that, as much that as you think. elucidates that. But um, a, a lot of it has to do with Bella not being in any way interesting or likable, right? Or like or it, doing anything, yeah, making it's any like, really, choice. The problem is a lack of setup in both yeah. just her as a character and in their relationship. Yeah, uh, here, here's one. Um, if you ever see it, please run see it. Secretary with uh, James Spader, James Spader, and uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. That is a great. Like two really weird, fractured, broken people that sort of find each other, and it's a it's a clear hierarchical situation mm-hmm. where it's, they they have a dom sub relationship, but you find what they see in each other from the get go, and you buy it the entire way, and it's empowering to the woman and to the man, and it's earned, and they go through ups and downs, and then in the end, you are totally rooting for. But them. it's a testament to that movie also that that um, I mean they establish the character so well and you understand each of them and the, and how their brain works enough mm-hmm. that when that's when you're seeing those scenes if someone who just walked into the room at that they're like what the hell you're is just going like, on? He, like, well, he's like, spanking but, her and jerking like, off. No, her. no, no, yeah, no. Like, this is really if you know the characters really then you have that sort of we always thought you kids would get together kind of vibe looking at them. So maybe that's what this movie needs. Maybe that's yeah. what a good romance on screen needs. You need to un- understand both characters very very well first. And then when you see them together, you go, you know, I think this could work. And then they start being charming. And you see helps. the best parts of them. Come there's out. also there's it also helps, something. But to be you said. have to you have to like them. You yeah. you have to in, well, in a romance. Have... What's important? What's important is that you fall in love at the same time. Right. You, you know, know you got to go. I you would have to totally. Be charmed. If I yeah. was in that situation, I would totally get. Yeah. What what's there, going I mean, on? Th- here. But the, I mean, like with, to, to compare to secretary again, like they they do a lot. There's something to be said about showing showing things versus telling us. But the entire movie, they're telling each other how awesome they are, like Mike says. But we don't see anything happen there's no there there and he's pretty awesome 
all things considered. Well, yeah, the, he, okay, with he, what he can do, he can stiff arm a Cherokee. Yeah. yeah, sure, I get that. But like, but okay, for, like in, in, in secretary, <laughs> is that what they're calling it these days? <laughs> that's they, if you go down to certain clubs, that, that means <laughs> something different. Uh, no, but like in in secretary, like uh, you know, he takes a picture of her and he puts a little Polaroid over in his orchid garden. Like you see that, and you're like, wow, that's that. He's it you kind of it yeah. means something. Like when when they're, the way their pinkies intertwine on their desk, like that's that's a sweet sentiment. That's like a thing, you know, when when she walks home because he says, you can walk home now. You don't have to cut yourself. Eddie's anymore. point is funnier if you've seen you know? Secretary. Cause it it's is. Kind of a fucked up Because I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, again, he's spanking her and jerking off on her. But again, it's it's a, that's, that has an uphill thing to climb because of the aesthetic, but you still buy it because the performances what, what, are there. So, now, comparing to this, this is a movie where you don't, Care about the characters or don't know the characters? What's the? I think it don't. Well, I don't. Th- I think don't care. I mean, I don't, you don't think know, they know themselves. So yeah, like, you don't know. I think you have cared about a, a character before with less time than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I so think is... I think you can come to care about them through the course of the story. I don't think you have to have that set up. I think I think you can set it up in such a way that as they're discovering each other, we're discovering them too. Right. You I know? think the really the, the the key thing is we have to re- re- you know. Edward, root Edward whatever, but we need to really be behind Bella because yeah. she's she's a protagonist. And listen, who wouldn't be interested in finding out more about this guy when he when he stiff arms right, Cherokee? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the thing is, while we were talking about a cat and mouse game, it's like there's so much opportunity here because it's. I mean, this is he's a vampire. She is his most you know tempting victim or whatever. It's literally a cat and mouse game that becomes inverted because mm-hmm. he's like, I don't, I can't, I can't go after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, at first, you think that he's going to be kind of like stalking her, and it turns out that he's always running away. From yeah, her. and it's and he's to, trying not to, to be around to her. the point where she basically starts stalking him. That's and right, I think right, that's I right. think that's a really cool, interesting inversion that they don't yes, play with yes. enough. The victim well, that's stalking the vampire. I, yeah. I, the thing in the end, the end of this movie, she says, you know, make me a vampire. I want to be a vampire. They right. need to start that sooner. And then they need to establish at the very beginning why she would want to do that, like why she never feels in sync with this world, why she never feels like right. she, if they could play that harder, hit that harder. It would, and, yeah, it would work better know, if you felt like all along, like oh, this she's, is the one thing so I meant for something else. This is the one thing I needed. I never knew it until I knew this was possible. Right. Yeah, I would buy that more yes, than I yes, would, you know, because she she actually well, we're getting to that you know later in Eclipse, but she actually basically says that in Eclipse. Yeah, she said she literally said, in the movie, not the book, <laughs> but she in the in the movie she. She literally says, you know, I'm it's not just because I want to be with you forever. It's because that's the world that I belong in. Right. Not this one. Right. Um, whereas in the in the book, it's totally because she just wants to be with him forever. Right. But <laughs> but right. in the movie, awesome. She they they kind of it really it. would have been great if there was some setup for that. Yeah. In this one. Yeah. Exactly. Or in any of them where she keeps, you know, like you said, things keep happening to her. Mm-hmm. It would be more interesting if she kept. Doing things that put her in that situation, right. and she, she makes was, choices. Yeah, and she was like, "Look, that's just that's the person I am. If you want to protect me, then protect mm-hmm. me. Make me a vampire." That's you know? that's like the, the and especially the, if the vampires are going to be the good guys. Yeah, if she if she keeps trying to play the hero, she's like, "Clearly, I'm. I need to, you right. know, be able to do it the way you do." Right. I All mean, right. the the bat, the floating bag from American Beauty has like more motivation <laughs> than and and more purpose and like than 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 her at this point. She's just sort of drifting through this stuff and sort of colliding with his charcoal ensemble and yeah. and yeah, it, I don't know. There's a my only experience with the book I've ever read. The only page of the book I've ever read was take s- any one of them and you'll well, be no, horrified. This is great. Well, the, you'll you'll like this. Somebody, some poor young woman, got a full page of dialogue from the book. 
tattooed on her back. Oh, God. Yeah. The entire length of her back. That would take forever. And she did a whole photo shoot where it was, you know, that. And so, and they blew it up big enough to read it. Yeah. And it was the scene where I guess he describes why he likes her and he compares her to looking at the stars. And I swear to God, the dialogue is like, before I met you, looking at it was like looking at the stars, and you you see every star, and you know that every star is there. And then you came along, and then I see a new star that was always there, but I never noticed it. But it made the whole sky look better because you're blah, like going, yeah. shut the fuck. <laughs> up. It's literally it's literally the kind of thing where it's like, and that that almost that almost encapsulates. I've seen that too. It almost encapsulates. <laughs> The the entire you didn't interrupt him at any point. You're just no, I've seen that too. That's fucked up, right? The entire issue with uh, uh, Twilight, where it's like, okay, if you read real literature, yeah, that never happens. <laughs> if you read if you read real literature, you'd be able to find something that affected you that much. Mm-hmm. That would be about a line. You know, that's that's R- good. Return, Return of the King. I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you. Yeah, balling. Yeah, not not that. <laughs> good write. Good writing. You can get all of that in one sentence. Right. You can put it around in a little ringlet around your ankle yep. or some shit. You don't need your entire back for a a good book. Six, <laughs> six words, motherfucker. Yeah. Pick, pick any line. One from pair. Kurt... Baby shoes never used. <laughs> pick one line from any line from a Kurt Vonnegut novel. You have a better chance than than this. Yeah. I was referring to the Hemingway thing where he right. Was it like a challenge or something that he he applied to? But there was a thing where write a short story using only six words. Yeah. And what he went there's up, a what, bunch of them. I've, and what I've he ended seen. up. It wasn't like, just him, but yeah. yeah. No, no, but Hemingway's was one pair, comma baby shoes, comma never used. Yeah, that like, that speaks volumes. Well, yeah. six words. The, the shortest back. Six the, words. <laughs> the shortest story ever written. Uh, in the room sat the last man on earth, and there was a knock on the door. Yeah, that's great. Way better. Uh, I mean, there was a recent somebody recently did an interview with Ray Bradbury, and and Ray Bradbury is is barely hanging on. He's just more oh, this, yeah. this gelatinous living man than an he, actual person. He was barely hanging on ten years right. ago. No, last I time mean I saw it, at Comic Con, it's almost it's sadder than Dick Clark. I can't on New go. Year's I can't Eve. go anymore. It's, yeah. I can't go to Ray Two, Bradbury stuff. Two thousand two was the last year, and and half the half the questions in the Q and A's are people crying because they're just mm-hmm. they know he's going to die at any moment. Right. But they just did an interview with him. And he he's talking about himself and his life work. And towards the end of the end of the interview, oh, he says, "There we go." Him catching the apple there, right? Way cooler than Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. that was, way better. That no, way better. I I saw I saw that. I was like, that was kind of awesome yeah. when I saw this in the movie. Right. And but, I realized the second time watching it, that's it's the, the cover. cover. Yep, that's the cover. cover. Oh, I feel smart. But, so the Ray Bradbury, they're they're talking to him, and just out of nowhere, in describing himself, he says. I'm just a conglomerate heap of trash, but I burn with a high flame. <laughs> that's way better than anything yeah. in these books. Like yeah. that's way that's that's like wow. that's writing. That's like a, what a writer does. They yeah. sew words together to mean something. The thing is, like like I've I've heard people talk about. They're like, well, give her a break. It's her first book, and blah blah. blah. I'm like, no, no. You don't publish the first thing you shit out. Right. You don't. If you do, then you you have to be uh, have to expect to have because Bradbury himself he talks about he's probably exaggerating, but he talks about like he wrote a he wrote a story every day for like 10 years he wrote 500 short stories and all of them sucked but he just kept writing him yeah. he never published any of them and then he wrote one where he was like hey that one doesn't suck i think i'll send this oh, one i'll out. send this oh, one out and that's when and but he he put in all that practice and he didn't subject america's young girls to it uh, <laughs> by but, by self-publishing or however she got it done. and that's what i'm saying it's like people are like oh you're being too hard on stephanie meyer well if you publish, she a novel, can go cry into a yeah, pile of she, hundreds. She can, all right, she can go cry over sex or not. I guess um, <laughs> she. No, it's it. 
it's like I'm saying, if you if you're gonna publish a novel, you have to know that in some indirect way, you're competing with Warren Ellis, you're competing with Ray Bradbury, yeah. you're competing with Anne Rice. You're 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 True. putting yourself on the same level of criticism that all those people have, have been on. And uh, these motherfuckers are insane surfing. I don't care how good your wetsuit is. I'm like, it yeah. looks so I don't, freaky. I don't care. So cool. I don't care if it's one of those heated O'Neill body gloves. <laughs> she, like she's that's... like wrapped up in a blanket, and these people are putting. On I get wetsuit. cold at Santa Monica when oh. I go surfing. Yeah. Jesus Christ, this is ridiculous. Our coast sucks for that, actually. Yeah, I, I, just the up and down. Of the water. <laughs> I, yeah. I have uh, I have friends who do <laughs> an went, annual I w- trip up at Coos Bay, and they at at like two in the morning in January they'll they'll run out to the water and dive crotch first into the water, and they call it cock blasting. It's like yeah. a favorite sport. Wow. I w- yeah, I went to. Uh, I've only been to like. <laughs> that sounds warm... much less fun than the name would imply. Yeah, right. Exactly. I've only I've only been to like I I went to the Bahamas once a long time ago, right. and I I never got over like the cognitive dissonance of walking into the ocean and the water being warm. Yeah. Yeah, I could ne- I could never make that jive in my head because yep. I because I don't experience that. Right, I've always right, lived right. here and I've always been like, all right, I got to psych myself up to go in the ocean. Yeah, li- living in Hawaii kind of ruined me because like it rains a lot in Hawaii. But I remember one time like walking to the vending machines at two in the morning on a Saturday in November and my boxers and a tank top uh-huh. barefoot and it's raining and I'm just like meh. And then I get home and then it's raining. I walk outside. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, yeah. Just, yeah, it's only been uh, only in my uh, once in my life has it been warm raining in in la yeah. california yeah it was during it was at like 97 or so when there was a big deal about el nino oh yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. that whole thing when that was the the big tragedy somehow um el nino is coming and blah 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 but it was true we actually had warm rainstorms for like the <laughs> only time in my life i vaguely remember that this we should mention taylor Lautner. he was actually i actually knew about taylor Lautner long before this movie because he was a big thing on the competitive martial arts circuit. Ah, really? Uh, of like tournament karate, like where they get Wait, a, they get but a, that would imply that he has a good figure. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, it's Taylor Lautner. <laughs> he was a skinny kid. He was like this eleven year old. Right now he's a, still skinny. Yeah, he he he's didn't bulk up. Well, that, that was the whole yeah. thing. Is he, they they were kind of like they were going to recast. Yeah, they were going to recast him. Until, and he was like, no, 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 and then ran to a gym. No, I can get <laughs> super buff guys. Well, and then they showed footage Dude, of him he, like doing flips and shit in his tournament martial arts days with this. He he did some crazy shit. Like, he's good. Yeah, he's. I mean, Wait, physically. I mean, he was in. They, um, he was not only Lava Boy, Shark Boy. He was not only Shark Boy, but he was in Spy Kids 3D. Yeah, which I saw. It's the only Spy Kids movie I saw because. Because we don't care, because <laughs> yeah, because um, I was in London and it was really hot. I went into the theater. I was like, "What's the first thing playing?" That I'll see. There that. we go. I'll, I'll um, sit in here for a while. And uh, it was hot in London. It was that it was gets hot in London. That was, that was like was, people were dying. Of, it like, was actually the year stuff. of uh, that. It was the hottest ever, and like twelve people died in yeah. in Paris and shit. Well, yeah, um, it's Paris, man. Yeah, well, it was it was hot. Um, it was like the hottest in recorded history. Were the, that were, year. Were the Parisians like beating off the heat with baguettes? Yeah. You! <laughs> I don't know. My only weakness. I'll say yes. Um, but yeah, so, so so that's how hot it was. So I went to see Spy Kids 3D. Don't judge me. Did you anyway, get, did you get any hotter? Uh, <laughs> but he was, but you know, it, he's, got it was, some, he's got some hops. It was yeah. very, it was, uh, there was a bit of Tron in there and stuff like that. Yeah. And he was doing tricks and stuff like that. And it was because yeah. he's in that too. And it was very impressive. He, um, I'm actually surprised how much I like him in this movie compared to how staggering, how devastating my hatred of him was before this. Because <laughs> if you just see him doing his cool face on magazines, yeah. he looks like a moron. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't go so far as to say he's not, that he's a good actor by any stretch. No, but he's a likable, loyal dude. And he plays it in a way that I he's buy. He's pretty good. He's, he's very, good. he's very, he's 
very nice in real life. That's, that's um, partly also reacting to his character, I yeah. think. Yeah. You know, and that he's well, yeah, like a, but in like any case, human. he's putting together <laughs> a person on screen that I instantly liked. Yeah. And there is a Cam Gigantant. He was a bad guy and never backed down. Uh, and he's, he's, he's actually doing some shit now. He's been in a bunch of movies lately. Um, all of these guys look like they just stepped out of perversion at 3 a.m. on a Friday morning. Yeah. But um, my people. Yeah, well, it, that's what I'm saying. From like '98, like it's not quite my people. They're kind of anachronistic <laughs> with their with their with their dress here. Um, no, I want to talk about I want to talk about uh, some down in front shit now. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm, I'm I'm we're gonna have to favor Dorkman on this one because he's read the book. But which, I'm assuming you would say that Twilight, the novel, is not a success of a novel. Well, financially, of course it is, but, but you know what I mean, though, as a piece of literature. No, it's terrible. Okay. Would you say that this, not giving it any handicapping, is this a good teen movie? I'm um, saying teen by demographic, not by handicap. It, it's obviously, you know, it's way better than the book. I don't mean handicapping it like that. Well, but, like, do teens enjoy this, or is this good for teens? And I think no, there's no, no, a no, distinction no, no, no. to be made. But, uh, I think as, as, as a, a movie, is this a success? I think it's a, I think, especially compared to other other teen movies, I uh, I do think this is a well-made movie. So how do you go from taking, how do, how do you, what makes this better? Is it literally just that we can't sit there hating the shit out of Bella every single page? Well, certainly, but I mean, because I would assume that's why the kids like the book is because they they probably sympathize with her in their, I be, in their I'm you sure know, they do little emotional petulance. Well, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yes, yes. It's 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 shooting fish in a barrel. It's like oh, there's a teenage girl who doesn't really like any of her her people that she hangs out with, and she and a dude. Because uh, I have a sister, the most gorgeous age, guy, falls totally in love accurate. with her for no reason. Yeah, that's it's yeah yeah. It's yeah. very basic wish fulfillment. It's not it's not. It's not a secret, you know. Yeah. I, I have a sister who, you know, pretends to really hate my parents and pretends to really hate school and pretends to re- just really hating on everything. And she loves these books, and it makes perfect sense to me now that I look at this because yeah. I would assume that she would sympathize and or idolize a character like this. I don't, so I, I don't think it was like but, as much she but, likes the characters as it's easy to plug yourself in the role. Exactly. Of that That's why... That is exactly why. Oh, so this is like a a, a plainy fantasy type thing. It's 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 successful for the exact reasons that we have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, it's successful, like you said. It's easy to plug yourself in because she is a blank. She's a blank. Yeah, she she's has nothing. no personality. She has no desires other than a boy. Insert self mm-hmm. here. Yeah. She's so like one of those things that you face, take, a, you take it your picture. Like a, it's, it has the little cutout yeah, yeah, yeah. dots around. It's it. It's like <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger with his head removed, and you put your face. <laughs> yeah. And you're like hey, it's a giant. Yeah. It's a giant Mad Lib of a book. She, exactly. She likes all the music you like. Like and right. her friends are exactly like yours and and blah blah blah. Yeah, that's like, the thing. There's no di- there's no distinct choices. They never like describe her. Uh, you know, she puts on the old shirt, the old Ramones T-shirt that she got when she was. Yeah. G- there's no like preference in her character and her appearance and her taste and anything she does. A Is guy really- loves her. She responds to that love. It's a fully reactionary. Do you think character. that was a calculation on the part of Stephanie Meyer? I, um, I no. You think she just lucked out? I, uh, well, I think I think she. Okay. I don't think she knows how to write a protagonist. Like, huh? I, I think. Yeah. Well, I think she wrote for for better or worse. She wrote the book that she wished she could read in high school. Hmm. You know, she how old wrote, is this lady? In her thirties. Early thirties. She's like my age. Yeah, she's yeah. young. But really? Yeah. Yeah. She, is she still you know, like your age? She's like 33. That was she the wrote other Twilight bit of when she was like 24, 25? It would have been 27 or 8. Mid-20s, yeah. 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 But wow. um, she, you know, I think she, I think she basically, it's what's in, in specifically in uh, in fan fiction, but but generally speaking, there's a thing called a Mary Sue, which is basically, I may we may have discussed this on the show before, but the, the concept is that there's this character who is the avatar 
not just the avatar of the author, but the idealized avatar of the author. You I'm know, sure Shyamalan has done that before. She's oh, she's <laughs> she's you know again. Uh, you're not threatening Robert Pattinson. Yeah, sorry. You know, uh, Mary Sue. It, it comes from a, a Star Trek fan fiction, in fact, um, where, with a character that was actually called Mary Sue. And the thing is, you know, this character that you've never heard of before is best friends with all the most popular characters, and and all the guys have have slept with her or want to, and all the girls are are talking to her about relationship advice, and she's you know totally helps them, even though you know she's blah blah blah. And, and so the the Mary Sue. Uh, is the idealized version Doc, of the author. In the chat, Doc Sub says, we should just start calling Mary Sue's Bellas. Yeah. You and, really could. And, the, and, and so Bella is a Mary Sue, and the thing, about, the thing about Mary Sue's is they are obnoxious unless you are exactly the kind of person who wishes, who, who would write a Mary Sue story. So in which basically, case you're like, yes, if exactly. you think of it, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm going on a little stretch here, but if you think about it, having a character that is a Mary Sue that mirrors you and your interests then you actually get into it on more of like a like a porn level where you're like, oh, yeah, and then that, and then fucking this, yes, and then fucking I would say that, and I would get the vampire guy that sparkles and has mm-hmm. high cheekbones, and basically, everyone in high school would love me. Every book should come with a dong port. So basically, Absolutely. if you want to be a successful author, what you do is you find what everyone wants and write a character who earns that without trying. Is that, is that an idea? Yeah. There, there, some, there some, are worse plans. Some people would some people would make the argument that Harry Potter fits into that as well. I, 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 I don't agree with them. Why they would treat it as a special Jesus person? Harry Potter starts at a disadvantage. His yeah. parents are dead. He's raised by hor- he endures thirteen. He years. He endures a lot of stuff. He endures thirteen and years. He's or, I'm sorry, eleven years of a horrible family situation where he lives in a cupboard on the stairs, and he's still likable throughout that. Yeah. We get enough of the home world to realize this is a good kid yeah. who wants to do good in spite of his environment. And they keep they they keep um, they keep giving him stuff. Things do continually fall he, into his lap. And he's tested. He's tested. But he keeps – yeah, he's tested and he uses them. Mm-hmm. They don't just happen to him. He Things fall into his lap right. and then he takes the initiative to do something about or with them. Right. And one thing I give J.K. Rowling credit for in, in Potter is that they establish that – I like her. They establish that he's – like a Welsh. gifted wizard, mm-hmm. but he's not like he's, he's not, not the best. He's not Hermione. Yeah. He's not like he has to work. He has to fucking work. He has to, to work to or get ask by. her. He yeah. needs his friends. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not exactly. Just he needs his friends. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need Anna Kendrick for anything yeah. yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> right on. Okay. Now you take that. You add. I don't think kids. And let me let me let me throw this one out there. I, I brought this up on zombies. I didn't grow up with zombies. Don't care about zombies. Also, don't care about vampires. Never read an Anne Rice novel. Loved Interview with the Vampire, the film. But I, I never got the vampire thing as something to be attracted to. I think I think you get I think I what, what is what is the what is the allure of a vampire story? I don't. I guess I never understood fantastical stories. Is a better way to put it. I enjoyed Harry Potter, but I right. never understood reading the story about the guy who can't die and he wants to suck your blood. I never understood wanting to read a story about a guy who who died but came back and now he's trying to eat you. Like, I think they, uh, first, I think they ding different parts of your brain. I think you would be interested, and I'm totally guessing, in a zombie story because it's it's sort of a, it's a weird, it basically does for literature what Nazis do for film these days, which is it gives you something to be afraid of, to destroy, to be vicious to, and to want to run away from. And it has a slight aspect of horror to it because it's a human being that you're doing it to, but it's okay. And then it's the allowance of being okay with killing this. That's what makes a zombie story sort of interesting. You can play with that. Well, I think – I don't know what a vampire story would do for you. There's benchmarks in, like, the history of the vampire and the, vis- right. the history of the vampire myth. When, you know, the, when the vampire myth first started, it was literally just Romanian old town. Oh, be careful. The vampire gets you. You know, um, but then it – It was the boogeyman. It was the boogeyman. But, it, but, that, but then it evolves. You get, to, you get to Bram Stoker, and he takes the vampire and says it's not just a feral 
creature. This is a once human that has sort of got a tragic aspect to it. So he's a threat. He's dangerous. He needs to be destroyed, but he's sympathetic and empathetic. And wise. And wise. You get to Anne Rice, and she's and certainly like, smarter than you. Yeah, certainly <laughs> smarter than you. Yeah, and, and that's expressed in Nosferatu and a few other things. You get to Anne Rice, and she was the first one to really say, these motherfuckers are sexy. Like, there's an elegance in them. They've been around. They've seen everything. They've dined in the finest things. They've, they, they appreciate bl- – she made it so that they appreciate blood like a sommelier appreciates wine or a fine it's, chef appreciates It's sensuality cuisine. versus exactly, spirituality. Exactly. Because they're like, well, we can't die. There's no – There's no soul. I'm not no alive. There's no soul to worry yeah. about. It's all about the feeling. It's all right. about sensation. And she, and she was the one who inverted it and made the vampires like they love life. They love life so much they want to drink it out of you. You know what I mean? And so that, that added a different twist to it. So there's the, the vampire's been expressed differently. The, the wolfman's been pretty consistent. It's adolescence. It's like, well, my body's changing, you know? And, well, there's hair where there wasn't well, before. Oh, my God, what's happening? I'm and feral. I get really angry sometimes. There's, yeah. a, there's a really good uh, TV on the radio song called Wolf Like Me. And that song, if you just read it, it, you can read it two ways. It's about a, what a guy experiences when he gets really hot for a woman, but there's also like a werewolf thing happening, and it works on both levels. And it's like, you know, the, my mind has changed, my body's framed, but God, I like it. Like that's that's a pretty consistent thing. The vampire's been tweaked and turned and and added to. Like there's there's a lot of depth to the vampire. On a, um, on a trope level, on a on a character template level, is there a difference worth you know making a distinction about between a werewolf and a Mr. Hyde? Because Dr. Jekyll, Mr. High was an alcoholism thing, and I yeah. think werewolves are puberty. Yeah. But is there a difference in terms of the manifestation of those two tropes? And Hulk we, versus a werewolf kind of thing? Well, I mean, Hulk is, is, is man's folly. It's man's addictions. It's man's desire for more, whereas werewolf is something that just happens. Like, that's, they're, they're a victim. They were bitten to become a werewolf. You know what I mean? They don't elect ah, to become a werewolf. So there's, yeah, okay. It's forced upon it's them. It's yeah. a curse. I mean, that's exactly it. Same with vampire. Vampirism is a curse, but in a lot of ways, you can tweak that and make it so that it's it's a whole new life. It's a whole new outlook on life. In the chat room, Land Porpoise has an interesting question, which I'm interested in. <laughs> would anyone here consider Twilight something that could have been great? Sure. How would you make it? How would you make this? That. How would you make this like head and shoulders better right off the bat? Uh, make Bella a real character, number one, um, and uh, enhance like we've been talking about the cat and mouse game, and then the inversion of the cat and mouse game. You know, the whole thing is he, the whole thing that comes up later. He's he shows the, the fucking sparkling thing, okay, and and. and but but he they make a a decent case for that in the movie in the sense of how he explains that he's like you know I smell good I look good I even look like diamonds because women are Just like because why not I look like diamonds I'm the most beautiful thing you've ever seen you want to come to me you know that's how it's I a get to you. a flame thing yes I, that's I'm like becoming a vampire does that and i think what would would have would have been interesting and also set it up um in the second one is like there is there is some kind of supernatural element there's a supernatural desire that he impl- as soon as he's like i want that woman i want her as my victim i want to drink her blood and it'd be awesome there's immediately implanted in her a desire for him mm-hmm. so it's like he d- he barely even has to chase her she'll come to him but you know, the thing is this movie does relate to me but the thing is he um as it would be in that that would be like the mechanism of vampires. Those would be the rules of vampires in this world, right? Okay. So what happens is he basically um 
as soon as she walks in the door and he smells her blood and stuff, he's like, oh, my God, I want it. And he turns that on yeah, it's done. in her, and yeah. it's done. But but at the same time, he's like, no, no, I'm not that person anymore, and blah, right. blah, blah. So she's chasing him this whole time because he did that to her, basically. Mm. But he's running from it because but he, he's But he's running from he it because he doesn't want to do it. And, and over time, because aside from him – She's right. still a person and doing all this stuff. He starts to find her interesting. He can't shake her off, and eventually he actually falls in love with her. Now, right. this is a good time which, to bring which up. Is, which in the second one, I think, would have paid off because when he's like, this is wrong. Like, right. this only is supposed to happen because I'm supposed to kill you. I, I can't do it, but I'm fucking you up. I'm going to leave. But the problem is no one does that, and she's still so she is literally mm-hmm. addicted to him, mm-hmm. and that's what destroys her. You know, that, it's not an emotional thing; it's literally a thing that she can't control. Then it becomes an allegory of the older man, and the younger woman. He loves yeah, her, but he realizes right. he's ruining yeah. her with her love. Like he's derailing her from what her life could have been. Yeah. Now, you know what I mean, this is There's a good time there with, with, with what I just I just asked Dorkman and what he answered to bring up something that's part of Twilight we haven't discussed yet, which is Bella is sort of randomly immune to certain things about these mythical creatures. There's actually... An, a, it's, it's not Isn't entirely... Isn't it like a psychic type? Okay, but there's, it's, there's it's, it's it somewhat... Has, it seems at least in this movie and yeah, in the that, This whole scene made me... That was another laugh. There's too many laugh-out-loud yeah. moments the first time you're watching. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. are you in, kidding me? In Eclipse... But, in, I think it's in Eclipse. It's explained that she's... She is immune to um, mental effects. But Why? Uh, that's never explained. Oh, no, no, no. That is somewhat explained. Um, people, not all vampires, vampires have powers, right? He can read minds and, and what's her face, Alice, see the future, future and yada, yeah. yada, yada. Um, not all vampires have that. Um, does that make it, them like Jedi Knight vampires? Sort or does of, that make it, them just random weird vampires? It's just a random thing. Like some, it, the, the it's like impl- Powerpuff Girls. The implication so is So they're not the X-Men. They're just, some of them are actually weird. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's an implication that in... In some people, there's this innate ability. And basically, right. Bella has the innate ability to shield herself, to shield right. her, her mind from other effects, which in the last uh, book, in Breaking Dawn, she actually trains and learns to expand that shield to okay. other people. All right. So, so it does actually okay. apply. Interesting. So it is sort of an X-Men thing. Now, do you yeah. think it that... It starts to get more Harry Pottery to me. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. The reason I said, I, the reason I said uh, random, and I should have used convenient instead of random, sure. arbitrated to be convenient, is that this gives us other little plot twists we can play with. Is, is that something that is necessary for a good version of Twilight? Does Bella need to not be able to... like? Is anything inherent to Edward's lust for her part of that magic being they introduced? Which is that there are vampires and this chick isn't affected by them. She's not affected by some of them. I think that it seems makes, again convenient. I think that may well. She's 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 immune to mental effects. Like I said, I'm um, just trying to craft a story from scratch for getting that Twilight. She's exists. she's plus five against sleep charm yeah. or poison spells. That seems that does seem interesting to me because it gives it gives her yeah. in, a, in a in a world of super powered adversaries. She gets an advantage if she's going yeah. to if she's going to go out and be heroic on her own and not wait for the man to save her. She's got to have some kind of of advantage. Ability. She's got to have some kind of ability. It also actually makes me a lot more um, sort of uh, curious. It, no, it makes me believe Edward actually a lot more that he would be interested in this chick who he right. can't read because hey, it's like remember when I wasn't super powered yeah. vampire? You know? Yeah, remember when they I don't really tell? address that directly. I don't think. Yeah. but I mean, right? You know, well, yeah, I, like I mean, that. I you know that's. There's a lot. There, there's so much fucking he would, sex he would, in the he subtext would find of these it, movies. He would find it so much more fascinating 
Yeah. To no, you can you can play with that almost philosophically. Like how much yeah. more fascinating is another person's thoughts when you have to get it from them mm-hmm. and you have to believe them. Especially when you've been handicapped by having instant access to them your entire and you have life. To, and you have to use like charm or a winning personality. Well, to, that's to exactly. Well, that's out. why you know that's why like the number one if you read fucking Neil Strauss the game that would be and, a much more thing. fascinating pursuit for yep. him. And it's basic. It's basing you know dating theory, which is that. If you're going to approach a hot individual of your, you know, orientation of desire, if they're hot, they get this all the time, ignore them and you'll have a better shot. It's one of those sort yeah. of things where if it's if it if you if your game works all the time and it doesn't yeah. work once, all of a sudden you're like, Wait, what, the, what the fuck? Hey. Yeah. But by the same token, hey, come here, it's like my dick. I also don't think it requires a lot of heavy lifting either. I mean, uh, as, you can have your laugh out loud moment. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Running around piggyback. Um, although, although I will say that there would have to be an ultra it, with what I was talking about because if it's some kind of supernatural effect on her that makes her desire him with the version I was talking about, we would have – that would be an exception to right. her immunities. So there would have Wait. to be some kind of mechanism. Say that there. again but use one more sentence. I want to get a better detailed version of what you, what you just said. What I was saying is is my version of it, the altered version where – We're, know, we're inventing a new Twilight. Yeah. Where, and where, here we go with the sparkle. Yeah. This is not good sparkle effects, by the way. Actually, it, I, I don't say. mind it so much. No? It, it if I was her, I would have been like, oh, yeah, God, they got sunglasses. Like, so, you know, like, I mean, in general, all the effects are pretty cheap. Although I was yeah. reading – Although, to be to be fair, it's it's actually really interesting in the sense that – I do like kind of the chromatic aberration. That's cool. Yeah, no, I love the it, but. the uh, rainbow for those playing it. Playing yeah, and he's got well, he, but he's also got the weird like the it, blue separation. Yeah, it offsets the, the blue channel a little yeah. bit. Uh, real quick, but oh, it's so in the, tough if you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, Matt Fade will right now link to an interesting post that Dorkman wrote about <laughs> Twilight's book. Uh, but you were Which talking. Uh, oh God, I, I forget. But I was reading through them, and, and one of the interesting things you said. Uh, and I'm setting myself up for something. I like where she almost trips there. That's and, a good uh, char- that's good character moment. I'm sure it was make her mis- klutz. They leave yeah. a couple of those things in mistaken, there. but but really, really quick. Cool. I mean, but she to- is a klutz, by the way. In yeah. the book, she's a totally like all the time. I'm such a klutz and blah blah blah. It's like I don't think it requires a lot of heavy lifting in order to make him interested in her. Like. Yeah, to to bring, I mean, as most down in fronts end up referencing Firefly anyway. Um, in our Miss Reynolds, there's a thing where he start Mal starts talking to Saffron about where he's from and his mom, and, and he's like, "Whoa, I'm not used to saying this much about myself." And she's like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, no one, no one ever asks." <laughs> it really needs to be uh-huh. just that. Like, right. if she's like, "Well, how are you?" Like, maybe if if he creeps everybody out in high school, no one's gonna talk to him. Right. The power of someone just saying, "How are you doing?" That's a lot. Right. Like, that means something. Yeah, if it's genuine. No one's talking to him because he's so awesome, but he's like, but my life sucks. And <laughs> that's you like, just genuine is me. a good word, too, because that's also very relatable on just a human-to-human level, which, yeah. is, which would be a nice... Which reminds him of what it was to be human. You know, help us get behind yeah. this. Yeah, or, or she says... Um, you know, something like, uh, you know, how was class or whatever? And he just brushes it off and she like, but she continues the conversation and he's like, oh, she's actually asking. She's she's actually genuinely interested. She's not, she's not being like, what's up? She actually wants to know what's up, you know? And not just being courteous or social yeah. contract or whatever. She's the, if you make her the type of person that legitimately cares about other people. Yes. And then he recognizes that. That's enough. Yeah. That's if all she, you need. If she liked talking to yeah. lots of people. Yeah. And 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 maybe maybe it's even the thing where they do sometimes kill people. But he's like, I was gonna, but you're. I like you're you. kind of dope. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. So let's, never mind. Let's go. Let's go play. All right. Monopoly. Let me uh, let me do a thing here and and stop me as soon as I'm wrong. Okay. Stop. Twilight. <laughs> How did you beat me to it? Twilight, the uh, the motion picture feature, uh, is the story of a young girl named Bella who gets uplifted from the places that she was at, uprooted, uprooted taken yeah. to a new place uh, where she doesn't know anyone, and she starts to meet people and becomes exceedingly interested in this one guy who's exceedingly weird, who she later finds out 
is also exceedingly strong, starts to be attracted to him because he is a total mystery. Eventually, she discovers that he is a vampire and stays with him because the lust is still there and she's not terrified by the fact that he's a vampire, which I guess makes her interesting. This is and like a musical with no music. Their, their yeah. relationship develops and they love each other. And then at the end... She gets bit by another vampire, as per the mythology, and he has to ex- express great restraint when sucking out the venom not to kill her at the time. Yes. And it's romantic. Yeah. Roll credits. That's the story of Twilight? Essentially. That's, uh, cri- cri- uh, the Cliff Notes, yeah. In, in Cliff Note form, that's actually kind of an interesting story. It's, it seems like a teen well, story. Here, here's, here's but that's what it works. Here, what I think the movie has going for it is that it's kind of like, okay, we have vampires who don't drink the blood of people. We have vegetarian vampires. That's number one already like a different kind of thing. We have, you know, uh, uh, admittedly not as good as they could have done it, but the inversion where it's it's the chick chasing the vampire. Okay. That's that's number two. And then, I mean, there are other just weird, like this diamond thing or whatever. It's it's clearly trying to give you a different version of vampires, you know. And well, um, I will say, though, um, in, terms of, in terms of the different version, I read a, um, a thing online. Keep comparing this to Harry Potter, but the guy—it's a did, good comparison. The guy who did this thing, the Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality, right. that I linked to in a oh, reference before. Brilliant, by the way. Um, it's the only Harry Potter thing Brian's ever liked. Yeah, he also um, <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> just in the in the interim, he he was like, uh, da, 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 he, he was talking about how um, I hate that song, um, but uh, that uh, cue. I, I joked he's when we were s- watching this the other day that I'd love to see the, just this whole little romance sequence between them with across the stars, just the music yeah. behind. No, it. dude, I hate the Edward's desert. about to ride a big cow across. Although, although uh, to be fair, I think that the romance in this is better than the one in Attack of the Clones. I hate um, the desert. Oh, yeah. Sand gets everywhere. That's not hard to beat, though. Yeah, that's no, like, that's you know. that's a low bar to clear. But um, talking about vampire, he did it well. Uh, the Harry Potter guy, he basically was like, people people are reading my my thing as an indictment of Harry Potter and of J.K. Rowling and and all that stuff. That's that wasn't my intention. I was just interested in looking at another perspective. Mm-hmm. I could have done this with any fantasy story, mm-hmm. and and you know had the same effect. And to kind of demonstrate it, he did a little post where he where he basically applied that. He did like a Lord of the Rings? Rings thing, and he did a bunch of other things. Did he do Twilight? One of the things he did was Twilight, which is why I brought it up. And it, it was basically like. It was Bella talking to him, and she just just applying pure logic. She was like, "Okay, so we can't be killed. We don't have to. Uh, we don't have to stay out of the sun. Uh, we all get super strong and super beautiful and super awesome. We never have to sleep. Um, we don't have to drink human blood. We've established that we can uh, drink animal blood, and and that a single deer will will feed an entire family, which is better than normal humans nowadays. No kidding. Um, we should get on about infecting the entire population of Earth right now. Yeah." <laughs> yeah, interesting. The, my, and that's and again, that's is a, there traditionally a reason not to be a vampire in vampire mythology? Uh, the idea is that being that you know the human condition is made because even when you become a vampire, you still think like a human in a lot of ways. And we're not meant to live forever for a reason. It would sort of drive us insane. And it well, becomes incredibly lonely. You see the people you love grow old and die. Yeah, the, the, but the, that question you just asked is a very important question that we as the audience are invited to ask as as, as Bella wants to be a vampire more than anything. And he's saying, mm-hmm. no, 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 you don't want that. You don't want that. You don't it's want like, that. Why? It's like, why not? It takes us until deep into the second movie or maybe even the third before they really address actually why. address that. Yeah, and it's, and it's all his... You know him getting up in his head like right. I don't think I have a soul and blah 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 yeah. blah blah, right. which is which they establish fine, in Buffy they establish but... that in Buffy very clearly like I have no soul yeah you know and and there mm-hmm. and therefore I you know food doesn't taste as good they establish that like once some vampires do get their souls back they're like God ice cream is awesome I like, might they, yeah. you know, I might be like a Angel sociopath Angel I might a be soul. a sociopath 
but I would, I would right, really but he was enjoy by it because he was reminded it. of the guilt. Yeah, he was reminded of the guilt of being such a dick that having a soul right. was like the worst torture for him mm-hmm. as well. I would, I would be really interested to find out in an objective way, and and even better, it would have to be like a novel that really just spends hundreds of pages examining this. What the difference is between someone with a soul and without a soul, and what the manifestation of that difference is, because I wouldn't assume that the taste of ice cream changes with or without soul. I would assume it's something a little bit more. Not not religious, spiritual, but spiritual. Something about your constitution as a person and the way you you see the world. Well, and all I, the, I want to know what the difference is because it seems like well, being a there isn't a is difference because awesome. souls aren't a thing. But so yeah, well, that's right. what, exactly. That's what I'm saying though. It's like when when you when you describe having a soul as being this virtuous thing, is that having a sense of morality because the vampires have a sense of morality? Is that I, having I can, a sense of I can, well, because in Buffy I, it's like a literal thing. It's, it's a, a thing. yeah, it's an it's an object like it's this like is like a Austin, soul I'm putting in. You can put it in a bottle. It's like Austin Powers is mojo. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I can tell you this from a from a uh, perspective of Buddhism. Soul can be oh, good Buddhist. Go. Soul can be basically broken down into preferences. Preferences such as of anything, like like brunette, redhead, and literally. I mean, so much of your life is dictated by preferences. Of like, I like this, I don't like this, I like this better than this. Therefore, my behavior is going to lead me to this and not that. And without a soul, you would you're be someone who have no preferences. You're, you're, you're an equal opportunity employer at every then, junction in a conversation. Exactly. Then everything is okay. Then everything is what it is, and that's the reason why you're meant to be there. Interesting. Okay, that's a really right. interesting way to put it. Yeah. But but it's compelling. Hold on. Now it's I'm... not. It's not. It's not. It's not possible to be free of preferences as a human being. That's just. That's impossible. But so so the, based on what you're so, kind of so going off this. No. Now I'm. I'm a being little... soulless would be equate to being apathetic. It sounds like in a way. It sounds like being soulless, quote unquote, is almost the goal of Buddhism. Then it is because in Buddhism, there's they say they're selfless. Very, they're very clear. There is no. Oh, such you, thing you're as a supposed soul. to give up on your individuality. The for, That's the, the idea. For, well, the idea yeah, that I mean, that exists. The, the idea is that the idea is that individuality is is the a, idea a, that there abstraction. is an, an individual soul is not a thing. There, there's it's, no there's difference. Unified, there's no, there's no right. separation between. See, okay, a lot of a lot. Okay, atheism uh, in a lot of ways can be described as this is you know the material world. I am in the material world, whereas right. a lot of religions can be described as. I pursue the spiritual world. I pursue, pursue the abstract, the thing that isn't there. In Buddhism, we, we search for the middle path, which is they're linked. You can't separate the two. It is impossible to separate the two. The second you die, you're dead. There's no soul to go to heaven because you are that thing right there. Mm-hmm. And the second you die, that thing no longer exists. But you're still here in this er- in this world and in this universe. The best way to express it is like waves in an ocean. You know, A wave is formed. It rides out for a while. It crashes on the beach. And then it's over. That wave is unique. There's never be another wave exactly like it. It's gone forever, but it's the water. It's still there. It's just getting recycled into something else. That's a good analogy. You know, or, or like or like bubbles in a river or something like that. The bubbles formed, it floats, it pops. I, but I don't it, wanna... it, was it ever really born or died? It just changed. No. You know what I mean? It's just like and, and therefore we're all the same. I mean we're we're however a tiny percentage different from a monkey, yet we're all different. The way to the way to sort of view it is that the universe expresses uh, itself by creating us, okay. you know what I mean, that's that's sort of yeah, way yeah, to do yeah. it. Yeah, and even for the universe to know itself. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. No, but, Sagan and, and right, right. a lot of but, atheist thinkers would say the same. Well, thing. And that's, and that's why they call Buddhism the, the, the atheist religion, right? Because it's not really a religion. Yeah. We don't worship. We and don't there's, pray, no there's no gods. There's no god. So, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But here's the thing, and I, I I don't want to get off on a tangent about Buddhism, but I can see a way that this could port back to vampirism. Okay. Uh, what is what is sure, bu- what not? is what is Buddhism's relationship with the concept of being unique? 
what is unique? Define unique. Define different. We're it's, well, it's we're, an illusion. We're ugly bags of mostly water. Yeah. To, squ- to quote Star Trek, okay. you know, there there are. It's expressed differently, but really, we're just different combinations of the same thing. Most e- most Eastern religions. Um, uh, Campbell goes into this mm-hmm. in in terms of he's got a book on Oriental and a book on Occidental religion, mm-hmm. and he kind of compares the two. And he he talks about uh, Oriental religion sees. Uh, gods and spirituality and blah 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 as being part of a person mm-hmm. as being you know we're all part of the universe or whatever and and the idea of individuality is an illusion mm-hmm. and that's a lot of it's a linked lot to of, you so you can't see the world around you without right it. right a lot of a lot of different you know um, Buddhism and and I think Shintoism and a lot of Eastern philosophies are basically Confucianism up, is more, uh, yeah Confucianism are, Taoism are more related yeah are basically about um, seeing past the idea that there's such a thing as individuals and, that, and separation, that, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, and separation from one thing to another because it's all like a continuum, like you were saying, it's yeah. all like an ocean. Whereas Western religions are all about there are individual things and God is something outside that created those individual yeah. things, and that this individual thing, when it dies, it re- yeah, it's all very right. exactly. Now back towards the movie, uh, talking about okay. souls, talking about this vampire Edward who is worried about giving her his, we'll say, illness. For his appro- uh, appreciation for the soul as it is, and he thinks that he's lost his. Do we need, when we're watching a character in a movie, to know why he's tortured, to to buy that he's tortured? Because right now, I'm very compelled to just ask Edward a bunch of questions, like literally, what is the problem with yeah. being a vampire? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, actually, I don't, I don't even see I that think, he I, is tortured. Because I, I think tortured characters have worked without explanation. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think I see him being tortured right now. He's smiling a I lot. See him being moody. Well, but, yeah, but we're, we're yeah. like five minutes but he's after a teenager. He started, yeah. But we're five minutes after he started embracing it and walking around holding her with the sunglasses on. So. I do like this actually. I do like this idea. Like we're gonna cook for a human. Yeah. Like, and they just cook fucking everything. Yeah. Like, they just, they're so excited. I, and then she shows up. She's like. I already ate, and they're like, yeah. "Damn it! Fuck it! What do we do with all this?" I don't know. I do like that. I actually, I don't think the movie or the book ever explains it, but I always took it to mean that nothing will ever taste as good as human blood, and but they're just on an eternal diet, and it sucks. Like it's just like yes, it's yeah. Like we're, yeah. We're, human blood tastes way better than animal yeah. blood, but you get used to it, and they get human yeah. blood. Or, you know, animal blood is like methadone. Oh yeah. Oh, that's what's her name. She was on the Chicken the Red. She was, she did a run on Grey's Anatomy, and I know this because I have a wife. Wow. Um, We're watching yeah, Twilight, and I'm about I to know, call you gay I right know, now. I know. I deserve it. <laughs> All right. Wow. She, I do. I do like that the chick idea. She has a short temper, man. I, yeah, the Nikki Reed, and I don't know if they recast her. She's still in the movies, though, right? Nah, she's still. In I think. It. Are you sure? I, think. I feel like uh, her character was recast, but oh, really? she, maybe she they just changed Mall her hair. Two? Is that a thing? In the chat room, and this is, I don't know where he's coming from on this one, but it's an interesting thing. He says, on that note, I'm curious to see how Not Another, Not Another movie turns out. I'm like, that's a great idea for a parody movie. No, it's not. Anyway, moving on. No, but imagine if someone made a parody of all the date movies who was a good filmmaker. Oh, that's probably not what's happening, though. Then you're going to get some, I think it would be like Then they just make a good film. Then it's just. Yeah. I think it'd be like some weird experimental, like, you know. uh, Yeah, it could be funny. It could be cool. Anyway, Twilight. So tortured. He doesn't want to make her a vampire for a reason we never find out. She wants to be Everyone a vampire. Everyone but him is perfectly happy right, with her. Right, totally. So, and she wants to be a vampire. We're filling in her character sheet here. Because she wants to look young and beautiful forever. She wants to be well, a vampire forever. Especially, particularly she's, in the second one, it's about her vulnerability. And she and she wants to like right. not be as like she's, like... she's like, I could have just died today. Like, if I was a vampire, that wouldn't be a problem. Asshole. Like, right. Guilt tripping him about yeah. it, you know? Yeah, by the but by the end but of this one, by the end it. of this one, it's literally because she hasn't got to that point yet. It's only at the end of this. 
And at the end of this, she does it because she's like, I don't want to get old and die and, yeah. and not be with you it's forever. It's pretty selfish in the, in, yeah. by the end of this one. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's so – it's totally – because he's, um, he's locked at 17. That's how old Edward is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, Which right. I, don't, I don't quite buy. No, he's I in his – I would say 25. Yeah, he's yeah, in his 20s. Seriously. But But Edward is supposed to be – He can rent a car. Uh, permanently 17. You know, he's 200-something, but 17 physiologically. I thought he was like 109. No, I think and, he's, uh, he's just a little over 100, I okay. think, which – Go ahead. Dorkman, um, you should read these books before you talk about yeah, them. Yeah, I don't remember. So, uh, I love that wall piece. I love all the graduation yeah. caps. I, yeah, that's I a great little that. thing. But, um, you know, and it's literally the kind of they thing. They are graduation caps. She, I thought it was like a swatch for like a, like a paint they, palette. They talk about it in the movie. Yeah. She has, a, she has a midlife crisis, basically, because she turns 18. Right. She is. Well, it's like she, she will she, always she be becomes, 17. Because, like, I, I, I recall that. She becomes permanently older She's going older to than be. A year older than yeah. him is the whole thing. Forever. For, for what he's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. At le- she'll be at least a year older from him, and the longer he waits, the older than which, him. I, I really the problems. Wanna, yeah. Which I really want to ask you God, guys this. Shut the fuck up. I, I'm, curious if, I'm curious if anyone else thought this as I did the first time I was watching this. Would Edward like her if she was an old girl? I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying he's 107. Right. Or something. It's not about your body's age. It's about you've been alive for 107 years. The relationships you more you've like had, an adult. the people you've you've seen, the the countless Bellas who have, yeah. who for him what in five her, minutes they're old. What makes her special? What makes her yeah, special? Absolutely. And is it isn't it kind of fucking weird that he's that old, interested in a seventeen year old? That's like an infant, yeah. to him. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, again, you know, they have. I mean, well, there's about how weird it would be for a fifty year old or a sixty year old. If, yeah. if I was rewriting it, there, you know, there's a. There's an opportunity there where they establish he moves around. He can never really settle, make roots. Right. And because of that, because you can never really make roots, you kind of drift through life being a ghost mm. and, and when it comes to interpersonal relationships. She does the same thing. She's moved, but she wants that. And like I said, going back to earlier, if she's the first one to say, hey, how are you doing? What yeah. are you into? Tell me your story. Right. And that's the first time in God knows how long he's been confronted with that. That would be but, enough. But, but if we're using the Buddhist definition of soul and him having an absence of it, he wouldn't particularly care to talk about it. Well, we don't know if, the, if, if he has no soul in this. Like, we don't know if, the, if this world establishes... That doesn't come up. We're, we're kind of giving him too one. much credit by assigning... By, yeah. by defining what they're talking about with soul. Because all he says is, I don't have a soul. Yeah, and, but, yeah. but he's, he, seems, he's, he, seems he thinks fine. he's condemned or whatever, but yeah. what that means... Because, they, because they never clearly define it, we can, we can never clearly arbitrate it. We can never... Like, well, again, we but, a, but again, that's the kind of thing where it's meant to be an empty... What, what You, who are probably Christian in Western society... What's your right. version of the soul? That's what he's talking about. That's yeah. the real right. you. Yeah, that's yeah. and and that's um, yeah. And I think that's why this plays with Stephanie Meyer so well. It's like right, right, well, like totally. me, I'm this frumpy Mormon chick, but my Bella. soul yeah. is beautiful. Someone give right. me he a, sees that. Someone give me a short version of what Mormonism. But but I is. like I like what you were just go watch the South Park thing. Yeah, there's no short version. There's gonna be a musical. <laughs> um, there's a musical by the South Park guys right now about it's, the story. It's of Christian fan fiction. That's what it is. Actually, no, no, for realsies, go read John Krakauer's Under the Banner of Heaven. It is. An examination of a double murder case in in uh, a fundamentalist Mormon church or group in the mid seventies, but it uses that as a way to explore the entire faith. You know, stripped down to its bare bones. Trey actually lent me the book. It is amazing. It's by the same guy who wrote Into the Wild. Uh, give it a read. Under the Banner of Heaven. All right then. Yeah. Show notes. Um, Hi Matt. But but like buy it through Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. But but like most. Um, we should do that. We should have like a high Sally thing for Matt Feta Veda because he has to listen to these and put yeah. the notes in the iTunes. He's like, Hi, God Matt. damn it. But uh, I, I will just say, like most of the younger um, Christian sects, 
it has a problem with sex, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's very it's very uh, uh, puritanical. Puritanical, about and it. the idea that that sin is is or that that sex is wrapped and enveloped in sin. Yes, which leads me mm. to my number one problem with this entire approach that Stephanie Meyer has. Can I just say before yeah, yeah. before you say that? I was that, so I really, for his number one no, problem. No, 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 but I, I, just, I just wanted to point out that with his rewriting, I really like that about it because it's you're talking about sh- she's she's being a human being mm-hmm. and she's being the first human being he's seen in a mm-hmm. hundred years, basically. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, hey, go hey, ahead. Edward Doty? Yes. What's your number one problem with Twilight? Uh, she wants Stephanie Meyer wants to have her cake and eat it too. She wants to tell a story where she plays in the sandbox of these mythological creatures. She wants to play with the idea of the sensuality. She wants to play with the idea of the violence that comes inherent with vampires. But she wants to whitewash it with any sense of – she doesn't want blood on her hands, literally. She doesn't want to actually deal with the sex because it's, it's restraining. The idea of how they destroy vampires here – like they never say, I will kill him or I'll rip his fucking head off. It's I'll destroy him or destroy that vampire. It's always this, this, this adjective of, of, of destroy. And the way they do it, it happens largely off camera, and it's they imply that it's ripping limbs off and burning, but they never show it. She never really gets it, yeah, her hands and, dirty with it. And so she wants to have her cake and eat it, too. It's like, ooh, dangerous, sexy, but we never see the sex. Violent, but we never see the violence. Yeah, and because of that, we're stuck in this nebulous ether where we, we can't really connect to the narrative. We never feel any sense of stake or stakes involved, no pun intended. We never re- get any real sense of reward. We never get any real emotion or, or, or sexuality that's involved in it because she whitewashes the ent- everything that's good about, about the vampire mythos and just wipes it clean of anything dirty. There's kind of a sterile like, you know, almost like TV edited version, yeah. you know, feeling yeah. to this whole thing. It's like you mother-daughter Chinese dentist, like instead of you dirty <laughs> motherfucker. Like, it's, it's we anyway, get that. I don't want to I want to stay on that because that's interesting. But before we get too far past it, uh, Edward's just playing the piano in a beautifully lit room, like you do. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, <laughs> at Magic Hour, they, they were in a music video. For since that part. Uh, yeah, <laughs> take on me. Uh, no, it was like since, it was like it was like, uh, it was like David Brent's version of "If You Don't Know Me by Now." Is that room? Yeah. So. Since uh, learning how to play the piano, I've become very uh, testy of when they portray <laughs> a character. Playing the piano in a like film, he was really doing it, and usually, uh, usually they'll either like they'll, they'll show the hands cut away. Oh yeah, yeah. Face. Right. He was he was playing really on screen. Done. That has happened, and they wasn't playing the actual piano. He's kind of fucking it up. Mm-hmm. I'll bet Robert Pattinson can play the piano. Now, if you want to have like a no argument, absolutely holy fuck, watch the original Arthur because Dudley Moore plays the fuck yeah, out of the really piano good. in an original Arthur. Anyway, good job, Robert Pattinson. But I give you no points because you're British and you all know how to play the piano. Anyway. We got the guy. His uh, we got young Edward Norton wa- waving his ass outside the window in this. Because that's but... what wacky high school kids do. Well, yeah. listen, I, I'm, to the I'm... chief of police <laughs> of a town of fifty. Yeah, <laughs> I do want to say, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just using that as a hinge to get back to previous scenes. I think her friends, the other kids in school, mm-hmm. just being wacky and, and fun and, and all that kind of stuff, go a long way toward making mm-hmm. that actually. Plausible. You kind, yeah, you kind of bleed that on to Bella because she's there and she's cool with it. And she has a couple of clever lines at the beginning of this one, not in any of the other <laughs> ones. But, like, where you're actually kind of like, okay, this is, you know, they're, they're kids having fun. Like, there's, yeah. there's something likable up about that. It's they're almost people. saving a cat for her in a way, yeah. you know. Yeah. Wow. Really, Inside Outcast? He says Robert Pattinson actually wrote and performed that piece. So, oh, shit. Well, so, okay, then. Call so, it. Teague is wrong. No. You said no, no. he fucked it up. He, he didn't. No, no, I didn't. I said oh. he was actually playing it. Oh, okay. I said sometimes you'll actually see someone with their hands on the keyboard in a movie, but they're clearly fucking it up. Oh, I think he was right. playing it. 
Okay. Uh, and it's and it's all about the uh, people can usually that's called that's called by the way there's a big deal because that's Bella's lullaby it's oh, it's a big thing God. about he wrote it for her yeah you can always and here's a, here's if you want to if you want to have that sense <laughs> usually someone can memorize the right hand of a song really quickly if they're doing something arpeggiated with their left hand that means they can play the piano because it's very hard to play one melody on one hand and another right. on the left and an actor wouldn't just learn the left hand that way generally if it was like Daniel Day Lewis I'm sure he would learn the harp too just to fucking know but. Whatever. Generally you, you, speaking, you can tell that you can tell Stephanie Meyer was the kind of gal that like probably loved Buffy growing up, but was like she didn't like it when it got too mm, because there's so many like direct. I just don't like that Joss Whedon. No, like anytime because I mean that was the thing. Like in the first season of Buffy, Angel always appeared in her. She she invited him in once. He appeared in her window. Like that was just that's so. There's like little touches that you kind of see that's a direct influence. Also, Clarissa explains it all. <laughs> You knew Stephanie Meyer was watching. You're Snick. welcome for people who got that. <laughs> yeah. No, you knew Stephanie Meyer was watching Snick. He was. All the he was a vampire. Yeah. 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 That would have been a much more. Or Dawson's Creek. Day. Are you talking about Not the character Dar- named Sam with the ladder? Yeah. yeah. Dawson's Creek would have been, been, been a vampire when he came up. It went yeah. 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 Dawson's yeah. Creek would have been much better if if Joey was a fucking vampire. That's all I <laughs> what say. is um? We're, we're we're watching the movie, not talking about the book. Uh, and I'm I'm curious if there was any. Oh, just kiss already for fuck's sake. Hey, this can work. This can be hot. Um, it's not. <laughs> well, not in the movie, but, you know, anyway. He looked uh, like he fell asleep. He looked like he lived. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm curious. Just falling past her. That would have been amazing. I'm so tired. I've been alive. I'm curious if there was any of this in the book, and if so, how much of it got, you know, transferred into, is... the, uh, into the film. What is the film Twilight's relationship with Mormonism? Is it, is it actually a thing where it's like you could, you could figure out there's a really weird relationship with sex in this movie. It's kind of about abstinence. Beyond being a vampire. Yeah, the memory. abstinence thing. It's yeah, just the yeah. abstinence thing. It's, really. it's he, uh... She just force pushed well, him with a brain. Uh, I, guess, I guess we can draw a comparison between Mormonism specifically in Twilight and Christianity in Harry Potter. And, and how it's an inversion of that, but it's actually not an inversion of that type mm-hmm. thing going on. Where, but... but, but Christianity and Harry Potter, you're talking it's about like the the essential the essential tropes of of salvation and a savior and blah 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 blah. Whereas this is just about this isn't this isn't don't a, fuck him because he wants to kill you. Yeah, this isn't a Mormon allegory per se. This just it's has a prude allegory. This just has it's yeah. not even an allegory. This just has yeah. the sensibilities of that you know well, g- culture. There's a, there's yeah. an aspect of Mormonism. And of a lot of, 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 you know, the Christian, you know, how it bifurcates and whatnot, where there is a nobility in suppressing your sexuality. It is the noble thing to do to suppress sexuality for reasons that vary depending on which version. I mean, you know, the reasons for suppressing sexuality are different in Catholicism than in Mormonism than in Calvinism and Lutheranism and whatever. And that's that's one aspect of Mormonism that is sort of, of centralized. Has, a lot this. of it has to do with the the physical versus the spiritual right you know exactly. you you yeah. set aside or sacrifice the physical for the sake of the spiritual much much of christianity and uh less so with judaism but uh which should, should be noted we, we shouldn't lump judaism in with this yeah. but much of christianity is setting the flesh and the spirit in opposition and that the flesh almost has a yeah. mind of its own because judaism its is totally like it's fine we'll just burn something later yeah and Judaism, people have to remind us there's no heaven or hell in Judaism. There's there's Sheol, and that's it. And everybody goes there. I don't well, like them because they know. don't believe in Jesus. Yeah, and uh, well, I mean, but it's that, that's that's like that was a joke. Man. I know but there's like a weird relationship between Judaism and Christianity and how they see each other. But with Christianity, it's it's all about the the you have to conquer your flesh. You have to, which is why in some more extreme things they still like flagellate themselves and like cut themselves and shit like that. This is a great moment for the dad. It's like a Malcolm Reynolds thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bring him in. <laughs> 
<laughs> two cans of beer, shotgun shells. That's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't be cleaning your guns at the kitchen table. It's the only table with enough room. <laughs> the, the dad is all we haven't really talked about the, the uh, much much of the casting and much of the characterization the dad is great oh yeah well, i love the dad mm-hmm. i really like jake uh ed i'm compelled by because he's so fucking restrained he's like the spock of twilight bella i think they could have gotten an actress to drop the ball and i don't think she does i think it would have been interesting with natalie portman eight yeah, she years just ago kind of stands there with it yeah she doesn't drop it but, no, no, but here's the she thing doesn't run any, any actress you plug in here is going to experience the same challenges That's as Kristen true. stewart i don't think this is a thing where we can really lay a whole lot of blame on Kristen stewart i think she needed better choices to make and i, I don't know i just you need there, there's fundamental problems with her character as we've talked about in but, the, uh, we, but that we being were, said i think she plays Adventureland about the same way though i gotta say so <laughs> yeah she is sort of an uninterested brick-faced kind of yeah. actor like Keanu Reeves. Here's the thing. I think she can be good in something. Uh, I think she needs to just find the thing that she's good at. I don't think she's found it yet because th- she's wrapped up, unfortunately, in Twilight Land, and she can't take a lot I've of I've spent the last, like, two days. Multnomah Falls, by the way. That's a beautiful. It's the, I think it's the highest waterfall in the continental United States, north of 600 feet. Anyway, um, Kirsten uh, – what's her name? Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Uh, I've never, ever thought she was attractive in interviews or anything like that. Really? And I think she's cute in the movie. Yeah. And I think it's all about the hair. I think it's – in, in interviews, uh. she has hair over her – forehead uh, and in yeah. this it's back over the sides and you can see her face i don't know i don't think she's particularly pretty but she's cute in this now all right yeah this let's let's let's, let's yeah let's, vampire uh, baseball let's, let's let me let me just this. say it's another thing that if someone just tells you yeah in that book the vampires play baseball you're like fuck that book you know and you have the thing <laughs> but honestly you know this is actually the coolest scene in the movie it, not only that if you can if you compare this to and by the way muse is is stephanie meyer's favorite band and she listens to them while she writes and stuff so and glenn beck's oddly it's enough all their fault. it's really weird is it glenn yeah. beck's favorite band well, not favorite but he really loves uh that the that album because he feels like black holes and revelations uh no the the one after that the the, oh, the, the new one yeah he feels like there's a lot of like um like libertarian well yeah of, no shit right yeah, against the press authority yeah he and, thinks know. spider-man turn off the dark is the best he's seen it four times i just want to pinch his cheeks well, That's, uh, well there you go so there you go i don't fu- think he knows what any of those words mean it's, um it's funny because i did have a problem with that most recent muse single but where it's they cannot control us that song it's like who's they you right. got to give some you got to you got to expand on the character development. Them, well, yeah. It can be whatever you want it to be, and that's well, that's, know, why, but, that's why. Uh, yeah. But so so you hear about this culturally, and you're like, the vampires play baseball. I will stab it. And but it's like, you know, what else? What do you want them to do? Do you want them to sit at home listening to fucking My Chemical Romance and trying to cut themselves and failing? Like, what do you want them? Yes, to, I would. I would rather have them play baseball. And also, I would. Look, also, look and at I like again with the characters. It's like. I love the aspect of finally, especially, especially you know, you look at a lot of superhero stuff like heroes and stuff. Everyone's like, I don't want to be awesome. I right, just right, want right, to be right. normal and suck. <laughs> look at this screen. For once, these all these characters are having fun. Yeah, right, they're right. having fun being awesome. And I'm like, great, do that. I approve. A, I frankly approve of this. In the, yeah, in the chat, Inside Outcast makes an interesting point. That's sort of a universal point that I had never really put into this brief of a statement. Slow motion means fast. Yeah. That's true. That's a, a cool. It's a cool point. It's true. That's basically what, uh, you put something into slow motion because you're like, this is too fast for you to catch it. Smallville uh, figured that in, out. If early it's in on, normal yeah. speed, there's a there's something we said. There's a uh, the preacher comic book by Garth Ennis. Brilliant. Go read it now. God, Eddie, you're um, such a nerd. But no, listen. The, one of the characters is Cassidy. He's an Irish vampire, and the way he designs vampires in that they don't have fangs. 
the sunlight does kill them and everything, but they can they they love food. Like he's like, yeah, whatever. He's like, a, a really rare steak can give me the blood I need. Um, and of course, I obviously like to drink blood. But Cassie's just like, fuck it, let's go get a drink and have a few pints. And he's Irish and he loves a party and he loves life. He ha- he has to make a detour through Louisiana and he finds like a bunch of. Like a real vampire, but who's adopted the sort of Bram Stoker mythology of like, come sleep with me in the darkness in the coffin. He's like, you sleep in a fucking coffin? Like, are you? You don't need to do it. He's like, <laughs> he's like well, why? I all the books, and it's like, yeah, some book fucking told you this is how you had to be, but you don't. Let's go out and let's go to the pub, you know. And and he has to like eventually fight those guys because they're like, oh, the darkness embraces us like a. And he's like, it doesn't need to be that way. Mm-hmm. Meh, meh. I say unto you, meh. I like the black guy. Unto who? Laurent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's kind of hot. I got to th- I, I, I say she's, she kind of does for me. Cam Gigantin. Meh. He just kind of came out of nowhere, and he's he was told he we were told he had to be a star. So he's yeah. he's in a bunch of shit now. He's there, and there's the other one who looks a lot like him. That's he's in um, the Eagle that just came out. Oh yeah, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> what somebody and uh, Ebert had a really like hardcore burn on that guy. Um, yeah, fuck. What's his name? He's in. He's in Step Up, and he was. Yeah, in... Yeah, Ste- Step Up. Look at the chat room. They're probably saying it. So, yeah. Uh, Anyone? Uh, in the close-ups of his eyes, he's indistinguishable from Don Cheadle. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, but that guy. Uh, somebody said uh, Ebert in his review said like he uh, it, is, it is a it is a lukewarm simmer that he gives. He's just like uh-huh. this lukewarm. He's like whereas another actor would be simmering and smoldering, he's just sort of like mm, he's just sitting here. I am. He's just, I'm a guy doing this thing. Look at my shoulders. Yeah. If that doesn't work for you, then I don't know what to do. My, my wife, my wife loves watching him in Step Up because he so blatantly does not keep up with all the other dancers that he's supposedly better than uh-huh. in that movie. <laughs> uh-huh. Now I kind of want to see it. Vampire baseball started happening, but we were talking about the actors and stuff earlier. And, oh and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Back to that. I, well, I was uh, we, we were, I was reviewing this one with Teague, and uh, I, I I turned over with and I your said, cock out. Yeah, well, you know, I was. <laughs> I don't I'm know sorry, how to. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this I'm sorry, down in front. No, I just didn't. I didn't mean I, to stop you, dead. Yeah. I was I was trying to make an elbow joke, but I couldn't think of one. Um. And we, I was saying, you know, if, if if I have to look at this and try this to, is a little embarrassing. And now all of a sudden say. it's beating. A little like, growling that yeah. they do, yeah. Yeah, this is the sketchiest part of the but whole. Go ahead. Go no ahead. one looks like threat. There's no, nothing yeah. threatening. Oh. They're all just hunched over doing like. But their... when they move, they have 200 percent motion blur, man. They're fast. Yeah, I'm not afraid. They're not. Of they're not really fast. They're just blurry. They just get blurry. You know, call me crazy, but when Klaus Kinski was Nosferatu, he didn't have a 200 percent motion blur. You were just fucking terrified of him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. The look. The look that that. <laughs> the look that uh, Edward is giving. It's like it's like halfway between. I'm going to fart, and is there something on my teeth? <laughs> yeah. Like, anyway, go ahead. Um, anyway, all, all I was saying was that it's just... Uh, somebody you said, know, Max, somebody to... said Max Shrek is Nosferatu. Yes, I'm talking about the Werner Herzog, Klaus Kinski, uh, Nosferatu from the 70s people. Obviously, Max Shrek was the original Nosferatu. Anyway, go ahead. If I had to evaluate these movies as kind of like what what inspired what is most accountable for the okay. obscene just success of these and 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 what really like oh what made this a huge phenomenon, I really th- you know who's who is responsible? I think casting director is really mm-hmm. what you come out with. It's just yeah, well, they got pretty looking people who apparently f- a lot of young girls want to go look at in the movie. Right. I gotta say, but again, I feel like I feel like in a, in a lot uh, of. I feel like in a lot of ways they're they're interested what, in the what? characters. <laughs> I feel like in a lot of ways they're interested in the characters because the books told them they ought to be. You know, the characters are they they read the book where where it's like Edward is the most beautiful person and they're like you know there it is. Yeah, the chat room was asking Dorkman to take his shirt off. I was like, stop it! I'm like, I'll take my shirt off. 
And then I took my shirt off. iTunes listeners got none of that. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> we so. got all of it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the winners in this situation. <laughs> there was a motion totally blur and how quickly he took it off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, oh. Also, by the way, I, I forget I, why I she not... pissed at him here. I totally forget about this. No, why, no, this, why, she's no. doing an act. Like, she's doing an act. Because... Oh, she's right. making it look like she broke up with him and she wants to leave right now because she has to get the fuck out of Which town. Which is like, she is this really the, the, the only way you could be like... Channing hey, Tatum, by the way, Channing is the Tatum. other guy who has the Chikanga name. And he was in G.I. <laughs> Joe, and he was in a yeah. fucking uh, fighter, which, oh, man. Let me, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's another discussion. Isn't it a, like a Snopesy Mythbusters thing that you can't actually suck out a rattlesnake's venom? No, it actually, there's, you can't get it all out, but you can certainly get some out. It actually is a, you can actually do that. Okay. So there is a precedent for that. I'd because, always heard that, but then I later heard that's not true. Because the venom bubbles, like at the, it bubbles in the dermal layer wherever it punctures. So some is already in the bloodstream, but you can get the stuff that's like bubbled there. Yeah, uh, a lot of it out, okay. not all of it. For, so, for so, the purposes of this movie, too, I could also give it to them because vampires are made to suck blood. So they'd yeah. be probably better at it than a normal right. human. <laughs> that's true. Actually, that's a good point because later he says you're going to suck out all of her blood as if he has access to her entire vascular oh, sure. well, system. Well, that's what they and well, he's just well, he does her. because the thing is he would not he he doesn't want to stop the right. the the point. I don't I don't know if they made it as clear here as they do in the book, but it's like as soon as I start dr- most victims of vampires do not become vampires because the vampires just, just love the blood so much which they is, just kill them. Which is straight and rice. If you ever read like the first interview with the vampire when they talk about it's, it's it becomes a matching set of drums and then the drums start to slow down and then if you get it to where the drums stop you've killed that person. But it gets progressively harder and harder to break yourself away as you get because it's hypnotic. The idea is that the heartbeat like actually lulls the the person biting into like well, yeah. a sort of they lullaby. They play it in this one definitely like it's like it's like a drug. He's just like oh yeah. he's yeah. like falling which, which again is a weird if you if you apply that to sexuality it's a weird statement of what the view is it's on. usually the opposite of that well yeah it's well exactly but it's like the the idea is what poor man you, is having sex with Stephanie Meyer he's just falling asleep yeah. halfway through well no like, the other thing it's like if you give it to a man he will never stop until it kills you right you know so <laughs> well i mean you know there's and a, and here you this they they played this all right. They could have done, I, I think, a little bit more effective. But she's, you know, she's got to break her dad's heart here, basically, so he doesn't want to follow her. Yeah, but why? Couldn't that? Couldn't couldn't she just be like, "Listen, Dad, I really need to leave. I can't yeah. tell you why, but trust like, me, because like, I love you." Like, Dad, here, watch my boy- vampire boyfriend do some vampire shit really quick. Cool. You believe he's a vampire? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Now that we have that established, there's bad vampires who want to kill us yeah. right now. There's a really, there's Five a really, minute discussion. there's a totally weird thing that we get into the second one with the, uh, the Volturi and all that yeah. shit. And, and if that you get seen, you, they confused. kill you for some reason, even though you can't die. Yeah. Well, you can. Like, but... what's the, what's, what's the downside of a human seeing you if you can't? actually yeah. kill a vampire exactly and if you sparkle they don't even know you're a vampire they'll just be like that's fucking crazy and that guy's been a hot topic yeah exactly i actually saw a dude uh like four sparkle five, five, five weeks ago uh, walking down hollywood boulevard on my drive uh, to work who was um in great shape he was wearing a vest over a naked torso and he was covered in fucking glitter not like covered in glitter like the Tin Man is silver with all the shit he has, but just sparkly as all get out. And yeah. I'm watching like, what the fuck is that? It didn't – and when I saw this That's movie, I was – Hollywood is what that is. We ho, no. I was just going to say. <laughs> and, uh, was that by the Tomcat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was, uh, that, that, was, that was straight up Hollywood. That was like, I don't know, Highland and Santa Monica. And, um, and yeah, now I get it. Oh, it's a Twilight thing. No, and, it's a gay thing. The glitter? Yes. 
Seriously? It is a gay club thing. It's not a Twilight thing, I promise you. Really? Yeah, yeah. that guy was not a Twilight so, fan. He was a butt fucking okay, fan. Okay, that, so, that guy wait, just wait. came out of the back room of the, of the spotlight. I know they on, seem like the same <laughs> thing. So, wait, do you think and, uh, Stephanie knew that when she wrote this? I don't. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't so yeah. is that a joke on her that we're all not acknowledging? Because that's a good joke. I'd be surprised if she knew what a gay person was before she wrote this yeah. book. Like, that's funny. I think there's a lot. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that life experience makes for better art, and you know, getting your heart broken a few times probably makes you a better artist, and mm-hmm. having some real tragedy probably makes you better at that. And I just sort of question, you know, how hard of a life Stephanie Meyer has had. That's probably true. This movie reads like, like this, man. This, this would... reads like virginal lit porn. Well, it's just like what? What is her concept of bottom? What is her concept of rock bottom? Yeah, yeah. Of of how th- bad things can get. I will say just though, just give this chick the fragile and let her write it again. Right here. Right here, what he's like, you know, you mean everything to me or whatever. The fact that, again, going back to how the the filmmakers helped it, um, the fact that that's the only time that anyone says anything like that totally makes it work. You believe it. He's like, I really need you now, but and you and you believe it because it's like what you're talking about. It it may not have been earned or whatever, but you kind of at this point you're like, okay, I believe that nothing else in the world is interesting to him. Right. But she is now, right. so she's important. The to him. world's predictable. She's not. Yeah. So let's just stick with her. So her. sure, yeah. He's. Uh, I. I get that. What. What he's doing right here. Um, whereas in the book, this is like every other page. He's saying yeah. this shit, and then when they split up, all the all of the people helping her are like, "We have to help you because you are so special to Edward." And right. it's like, "Oh my right. God, shut up." She's like an Amy Winehouse song where if like if her man leaves her the world fucking ends yeah. you know like if or like if or like the you know the, the some 50s doo-wop like girl band where it's like the the world stops turning if her man leaves her yeah you know okay based on uh the the work of Stephanie Meyer let's do a let's do a character study of Stephanie Meyer what what do we know about her based on the shit that she puts together <laughs> literally i remember reading in that comic that biographical comic she like looked at her palm and at some point in her life and she like saw the lines in her palm reshaped to the form of Utah, which is what led her to more... I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Like, that, like, led her... Was the comic book making it up? <laughs> no, like, the the comics are purely biographical. They're based on total biographical information that's already out there. It's like, oh, Mormonism, and that led her out there. I, I don't... I wish so, I, I so, wish I did more, like, so reading about Stephanie Meyer. Here's my picture. This, but. Uh, high school, skinny, dorky, arty, I don't think didn't skinny. Talk. I don't think skinny. She's got a little something to her. Like, yeah. she's got a little something to her. She All had right. a little pudge on her. All right. Yeah. Fat... <laughs> Dorky, because if you because if you because you have to think you have to think again. You Bella, Patton Oswalt. Yeah, the way so, Bella is described, Bella is described as being kind of frumpy and not particularly attractive and kind of pasty skinned and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons she's really confused when everyone thinks she's awesome. She's like, I'm not awesome, and everyone sucks for saying I'm awesome. The fact that you think I'm awesome means you suck. You know, I, I've known girls like that. Yeah. Kind of, it kind of reminds me of that opening line in, in the social network. It's like, you're going to go through life thinking people hate you because you're a nerd. It's because you're an asshole. Yeah. Which is sort of how I feel about Bella. And have you guys seen a picture thing. of Stephanie Meyer? She, no. Yeah, she's all right. She's, oh, like, she's, not, she's not as hideous as I would no, have expected. No, right. she's all right. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, she's all right. Give me your fucking yeah, phone. she prettied up she's, at some point. Look at that. Yeah, she's she's they tarted her up a bit, no doubt. Give me your phone. No, she's she. I never said she was unattractive. No, she was, yeah. uh, uh, she, uh, she was probably not the most attractive person in high school. Yeah, she's no, all right. But now, now she's uh, fine. And she's still, Matt, she's she's Matt, a little thick. You it's know, a but. it's a headshot. She's wearing a red shirt. She's got a necklace. 
I want, I want it you to is, put the right picture. It up. is slightly, it is slightly from the top down. Yeah. I will say, yeah. she's got I, the I, she's I, got I, the my, MySpace, MySpace angle. I picked yeah. one of the better ones for effect. The, the yeah. one after that's not as good, but she's she's still not, not a, she's not she's a, not unattractive. Yeah. No, she's yeah. not. No. To the imagination. Wow. No, you'd uh, expect so you you'd expect one of her one side of her face to be like upside down or something. And she's not a bad looking lady. No, she's fine. Now give me that back See, before thing, my girlfriend was, texts me. And yeah. that's the thing. She's not um I don't want she's, you intercepting that. <laughs> she's yeah. not she's not unattractive, but she's not crazy attractive. She's sort of in this weird limbo in between. You know, I think if she was really ugly, maybe she would have made better art. I don't uh-huh. know. Maybe she would have made Blade Two. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which hmm. by the way, that's my favorite vampire design because it's functional. Because it's got like an actual like artery funnel. Thing oh, the mouth. To, yeah, the mouth. Yeah, yeah, with like it's like okay, I see how that sucks blood. Like <laughs> biting with long teeth and then sucking. Like that's just it's horribly inefficient. It's like I yeah. got. And then they're they're usually like this bent over. It's like oh, I can't. Suck yeah, upwards, sucking. You know? How Unless am I you suck through the teeth? Yeah. How yeah, do you like, su- how do you do they, that? They never establish that. In the, uh, in what the is, sh- where where is the muscle in there? In, yeah. tr- in true blood, it's an extra set of teeth that kind of go they over. Go they yeah, flip they, out. they yeah. flip out, and there's mm-hmm. you know a little bit more. In the chat room, Jeremiah JW uh, linked me to the Twilight Oatmeal article, and there's a very funny image here. He has an illustration where it's a sad girl, and it just says, "I'm sad because my life is hard." Small text, and because I'm not even a real character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think he goes into very well how completely of a non-character Bella is in that oatmeal thing. I, I remember reading that. Uh, Inside Outcast, oh my god, Blade is so boring. Well, nah, it's it's all right. It's not it's not the best movie, but Blade Two is kind of fun. Are we like, all in agreement that Interview with the Vampire would be the best vampire movie? Um, well, it depends. It's, on, it's sort of a postmodern vampire. Actually, movie. Actually, my favorite vampire movie. It's not is, Dracula. Um, oh god, I can't remember the name. Uh, Shadow of the Vampire with uh with uh Willem the one Dafoe. about making Nosferatu? that is the most oh. brilliant take on <laughs> the vampire genre I've I've ever seen in cinema. Um, and I think, uh, you know, yes, I know Max Shrek was the original Nosferatu, and he he played that brilliantly. But Klaus Kinski had a real sort of, like, terror. You get terror from Klaus Kinski's uh, Nosferatu. Inside Outcast is, is forgiving you for liking Shadow of the Vampire, even though you like Blade. Cool. Uh, Shadow of the Vampire, that, that movie really should... People should still be talking about Shadow of the Vampire. That is that should be in every cinematic conversation about vampires on film because Eddie Izzard, amazing in that movie. Fucking, I mean, everybody is so is hitting on all cylinders in that film. Maybe we should do that movie to make people I'd, see it. I'd love that. Yeah, I think I think if we're doing the rock block of the Twilight movies, we should do another rock block of like good vampire movies <laughs> with, with interview in this. And right. yeah, Chloe absolutely should be a part of that. So Chloe's in. I don't give a shit. I don't know anything about vampires. I'm sure everyone knows more about vampires than me because I never grew up caring. I, I never grew up caring about I never vampires either. I, my thing is like I like things that are done well. So if there's a very do, a done well vampire movie, I'm into it. Yeah, you know. This now this is, is this is a cool idea. This is this is the first time. Here's a weird thing. This in the book. This is the first time that she's thought of someone besides herself. Yep. But the and then she comes right. out and describes her as like ultimately selfless. But the book, yeah, yeah. But but in the book, she is being described. Previous to this is being super self, or no? He he calls her. He's like, I've never seen anyone so selfless before. And I was like, Really? Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm thinking that would be interesting if there seemed to be an awareness that this is a character change for her, but there's not. Like he says that, and Bella's like, I know, right? I'm totally selfless and always have been. Um, but uh, but I do like this scene. I do like the, this one's the the this is the closest the movie comes to having tension. You know, because you're like, oh, he's, he's totally willing right. to kill her. So, so um, I mean, and there's there's a twistedness to tr- wanting to film it and stuff, which he, uh, um, you know, which is from the book, obviously. Yeah. 
Most, so, of, most of it's from the book because they didn't have the balls to change that much, or so, the studio didn't. Oh, what I was going to say way back when we did the, the – when we were talking about the crappy sparkling. Um, I'm Surprisingly for how well this book was doing, this movie didn't get a big budget. This was only $25, $30 million, I think. I think it was – Really? I yeah. believe it was actually 35 35 okay. But in the opening weekend, made $70 million. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's like so it was 350 it, It's now. surprising how little they get. I and mean, I they, guess... they went bigger on New Moon and Eclipse. Yeah, no, actually, the, I was going to say – You uh, can tell. I was yeah. – and I, I mentioned this before the chat, but um, I I was working on a Discovery Planet Green show called Battleground Earth at uh, an office space in Santa Monica called Tribeca West. And we, we took over right after Iron Man left. Like, Iron Man finished. We took over their space. We shared the office with Twilight. We shared the, the office with Twilight's post office. So it's your fault. It's my fault. No, but I, I saw Stephanie – not Stephanie. I saw Christine Hardwick uh, – Catherine Hardwick daily. I, I used to run into her in the kitchen. I saw her you know, all the time. And I remember nice walking – What's that? Nice lady. Totally nice, sweet, easily easy to chat to, no pretension, because you know she kind of came into filmmaking later in life and and whatever, but um, totally accessible. And I'd pass by the. No one looked happy. Like none of the editors yeah. like actually looked happy Did doing what ever, they were like, doing. Have an opportunity to see any of it? Like ten seconds, and I just walk by. I'm like, so that, huh? Okay, because I knew vaguely Twilight was a book, and I'm like, really? This is. I don't even remember what scene. I know it was with Cam Gigantic because I I saw the. Because he he looked like the wrestler Christian, I'm like, oh, it looks like Christian kind of, and and it was just sort of odd. It was just sort you know, of you know, it's funny though. I imagine before this came out, a lot of people would be like, what the fuck are we doing? This is gonna be a pile. It, it really, yeah, it really you know, was. That's that's the question I really wanted to bring up, and we talked about bringing it up, and we haven't yet. This is exciting. Yeah. What? Why Twilight? Well, this was a total studio hire. It's not like Lord of the Rings, where Peter no, Jackson no, no. loved Lord of the Rings and pushed hard to make it happen. Right. Catherine Hardwick was like, here, well, like, I mean, fucking make this. You uh, know, of all of all the shitty preteen vampire stories. I don't. I don't. I don't know the history of the marketing for this for this project because uh, it has to be that because Twilight is totally it's par for the course. If it's, not bad. it's yeah. It's it's straight straight along the middle at least, and possibly below the average of what you'll find on the young adult shelves. I don't know what. Are you talking not, about the book? The book. And this, and I don't know what what brought it to the mainstream to the extent that people that that it became mm-hmm. a phenomenon and people started passing it around because any of them could have. I don't know what triggered. So I remember, the, like, well, do you think it's because critical it's, mass it's, for it's that so one. mainstream and accessible, and then marketed well, and then people went, "All right, I look at hey, vampires, cool." Maybe as I opposed don't know. to getting some really fucking you know concept vampire type shit. Where someone that was just like, oh, vampires? Uh, I don't Maybe, but I mean, the, the next thing... If, it, if it's bad and easy, it has a better look, chance. Look, the next thing right now, uh, uh, in terms of uh, the, you know, the, the market, is Angels. Basically, Twilight with Angels. Yeah. There are so many oh. of those books, and none of them have broken through the way Twilight has. And I don't know which one will or why, but one of them will. Sooner or later, one of them is going to hit, and I don't know why. And it may be completely arbitrary, quite frankly. It may just be lightning in a bottle. I have a bizarre-ass question if no one has a tangent to go on right now. Uh, uh, real, Eddie real, was trying real, to say no, stuff. Real quickly, somebody in chat mentioned Lost Boys. Uh, I love Lost Boys. I think – see, and this is what I'm saying. This is like another, – another quick side note – what I was saying about the everything being antiseptic, that fight we just witnessed, it was they threw each other under a couple pillars, he mm-hmm. threw them, sure. and then off camera he like ripped out his juggler or something. I don't know. Dorkman, uh, didn't this not happen in the book? 
what basically didn't happens... We, didn't we not get this scene in the Just book? as she's... Yeah, just as he's about to do it, she passes out from the pain and wakes up in the hospital. Right. Now we that's, don't that, see that him That seems like a bad choice on the part Worst, of the writer because it's the only Horrible interesting choice. scene in the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's where all this build-up, I want to eat you, I can't eat it's you. It's got a payoff. Yeah. And then kind, she's not yeah. there to witness his restraint. Yeah, and then he... And it's her and point of view in she the book. Just, she just wakes up and, everyone, and everyone's like, that was fucking crazy that he did that for right. you. And... Okay, you know what that tells you about the author. So yeah, we get we get a couple quick shots yeah. of what's his name being destroyed. Like they just they build a fire and I don't know. So the author they, wants to be asleep for it. They hold the, the author when she lost her him. virginity passed out. And yeah, fainted. But uh, the, someone mentioned Lost Boys. I think <laughs> they woke up. It was over. I think Lost Boys yeah. is a totally and it was fun. awesome. Everyone's like, we saw it. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Lost Boys is a totally fun little romp. Uh, also, um, my good friend PJ Pesh directed Lost Boys two. Uh, and has many many fun stories about the late Corey Haim in that one. So, um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So if we ever get to Lost Boys, we'll, anyway, we'll I think that. I think this could have been executed better, but at least it's in the fucking movie as opposed right. to in the book. But again, it's like I want my vampires with blood. I want my vampires with like some violence to them. Like, right. The, the of... only blood they ever show is is plot necessary. Oh, she's yeah. been bitten. So this, and then this, there's yeah. This and is then the, the sucking it out. It's like the the that, now that's that's again where I'm like now see you're. It's sexuality up until a point, but then like the way to cure the rape is to rape her more, and like what what is <laughs> he's going gonna, on? He's here? gonna rape the rape out of her. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is happening? You know what? Here? It is weird if you think about it. Like, okay, I mean, he, they, what they does this suck mean? The blood, sexually, what does this mean? But they get the virus. <laughs> okay, here's from like, the sucking. Ladies, if you if you are unfortunately the victim of sexual assault, go have sex with your husband as fast as you can. Yeah, like, that will that will unrape you. That will unrape you. Like that'll. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way you put that. That's what I'm I gonna rape him. the rape out of her. <laughs> yeah. But, really? yeah, so then... And, and anyway. listen to some Tom Waits, I guess, or so, what, yeah. whatever the hell this is we're listening to. So, um, thinking, uh, and this is the tangent I want to get off on, I wanted to make sure everyone was, you know, had a clear barrel for this. What, what, what are your favorite book series or stories that are aimed for kids? <laughs> like, because there's some good ones. I mean, Harry Potter, obviously being a big... Ha- Harry Potter one. is early. I don't think it's aimed for kids later on. You're talking about literature? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't literature. read. Literature? Well... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I, I grew up reading, I read Goosebumps and all that shit that you read when you're a kid. I guess Goosebumps. I, the thing I actually is, the, got into Animorphs. Animorphs. Animorphs got me into sci-fi. Um, Dra- reading Dragon Riders of Pern. Like, the, the Pern series I've, I was, was awesome but, as, as a But it's team. not... The, the, are you saying aimed for kids or accessible to kids? Yeah, that's different. That's I'll, a I'll different ta- thing. I'll, okay, I'll take either. But I was, I, was thinking, I, think, I was thinking you were, you were talking about the... the, the the pre like the preteen. I don't shelf. think there's I don't think there's a lot of good stuff there. I think the good stuff is like Pixar. If Pixar was aiming for kids, it wouldn't be that good. It would be Kung the Fu fact, Panda. The fact that it's right. accessible. Right. I like Kung Fu Panda, but the oh, fact oh. that the fact that it's accessible to kids is not the same as writing to kids. Because when you write to kids, you're writing down to you're them pandering. a lot of times. You're, you're pandering. You're, okay. you're you're creating this like level of what you think a kid is what capable of absorbing. Kid, yeah. And you know, generally, and you you never overscore it. You always underscore it. Yeah. I was. Re- I, 15 I was reading Stephen King because yeah. Stephen King was awesome. I started I reading, reading Stephen King at like 8. I, was I reading, started yeah. with I started with it and I was reading I Stephen King like 5. Yeah. Huh. I was but, reading, uh, like, yeah, d- he's accessible. The WEB Griffin novels. It's fucked novels. up, but it's accessible. All the military novels that WEB Griffin wrote, I read those it, like I cover to cover as a teenager because even if I didn't fully understand, I wanted to understand oh, sure. that. Sure. And I think that's where a lot of li- like well, literature of- aimed at young adults misses the point is that they write down whereas the the thing a teenager or a young adult wants more than anything is to not be a young adult. Right. They want to be an adult. Well, and and it's the same thing with movies. I mean, I've you know obviously talked about it. Uh, Ghostbusters is like 
my favorite movie of all time. Sure. I didn't know what the fuck was going on till I was like 15 totally. watching that movie, but I totally. loved it up and until then. And you keep going too. back to it because you learn something new every time. Yeah. And, and as you grow, that movie grows with you. Exactly. So, so no, I would say this, like is not, f- this movie is not going to grow with anybody. Yeah. I like, would say like The Hobbit is really good. Yeah. Accessible Hobbit's to good. kids, but Lord of the Rings is not accessible. Dragon no, Rider, not. I would say Dragon <laughs> Rider's Apprentice is pretty accessible. I would say there's another. Uh, did, I don't. Did I any don't, of y'all read Redwall? They're talking about that in the chat. All of them seem to like it. I've, I've heard, heard good things. I haven't read it. I've heard good, yeah. yeah, I've heard good things about it. What's uh, that? Terry Pratchett's Tiffany Aching series. Okay. Uh, Terry Pratchett's Tiffany Aching. Okay. For me, that was where comic books filled the void, is because it was comics. I like you know as a kid, I but the uh, comics I was reading as a kid were a bit older. I mean, you read uh, We Three like you were reading, that. You were reading the titty comics, weren't you? It wasn't even about titties. It was just it was comics that took the the subject matter seriously, like Punisher War Journal. When I was like, it wasn't 13. about the titties. They were just there. They were dealing with they were dealing <laughs> with the drug trade at the time. You know, like they were dealing with what was happening in a very you know, on the streets and very real concrete way with with characters that were accessible. But um, even you know. Dark Knight Returns, which is uh, sort of a Batman Elseworlds style, where Batman's older. It, it, there's a lot of geopolitical stuff involved in that in that in that book, and that's sort of what kind of helps you bridge the gap until you're an adult. Um, and that's why I think comic books can really sort of fill a certain gap because a lot of literature teenagers don't necessarily always have the patience for literature, but you can still give them good reading. Yeah, and know? the chat room squiggly makes a good point. Uh, if it's accessible and the tropes aren't as bad if you're 12 and you don't know them. Sure. Like, that's sure. what I said about Twilight, where it's like maybe it worked because it's such a You're shitty vampire more story. more forgiving. You don't know if you, if you haven't read any other vampire book. This right. is literally the best vampire book you've ever read. But the problem is, and this is where it goes back to the to the thing I said at the beginning. If you know you're writing something for a 12 year old, you bear you're, a certain right responsibility. You know, you bear a certain responsibility to to give them a, a message that is not. Ladies sit around and wait for the perfect man to come along. But again, be, from the Mormon sensibility, that is the correct message that she believes pe- young women should Absolutely. learn. And to me, that's more dangerous than a fucking backwards Black Sabbath album. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where, where people direct their hate. You know, it's like this. I mean, I don't. I, I won't. I'm not going to be so like crazy to say this is a uh, this is unhealthy for kids. It's it is what it is. But it's not. It's 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 like junk it's food. Certainly not positive. For it's, their yeah, health. it's certainly not we'll positive. Say that. This this is the kind of thing that requires a healthy conversation with a parent afterwards, saying like you realize this person could never really exist in life. You know right. this this personality won't make it far in life. You right. know? Can you think of a movie to? No one's going to come save you from the rape gang downtown. Can you right. think of a movie? You to... have to either learn fucking Krav to... Maga or don't go over there. Yeah. Can you think of a movie to offset Twilight's influence on kids? Like a, a movie that's good for kids to see. Uh, my, in my, terms of building relationships and expectations, my wife had a really good. <laughs> my wife had a really good point. My wife is not. Uh, she doesn't have a deep cinematic like. Uh, Eddie has a cool knowledge. wife. Very cool wife. But we watched Girl Fight recently, and we and? we watched it. Girl Fight with Michelle Rodriguez. She's a teenager. <laughs> I'm sure she's in that. No, no, no. She's a t- it was Michelle Rodriguez's first film, uh, directed by Karen Kasama, and she's a teenager in Red Hook uh, and growing up in a tough neighborhood. She doesn't fit in with other girls her age. She's not into the whole thing. Her brother is kind of like a weaker poetic guy, so the father makes the son take boxing, but he hates it, and she makes and a she deal with him. She's like, I'll take the boxing lessons. You can go fuck off, and, and dad will basically be paying for my boxing lessons. And she trains to become a boxer. She meets a dude who's a boxer, and like she comes up, and she learns her shit. At the end of it, my wife was like, if we have a daughter, I want her seeing that by the time she's 12. Like straight up, you know, it's just like nice. that's yeah. the kind of movie you want to, to, to say you don't have to wait on a man. The kind of man you want to end up with is the kind who's going to see you and respect you for what you are. And at the end, you got to make your own way. 
Like, no one's going to hand you anything. You got to fucking, if you want it, you got to work for it. That's, that's the kind of movie that's antithetical to this, unfortunately. Right on. All right, Dark Man. What? We've been staring at Robert Pattinson this whole time. That's, that's fucking homeboy. Explain yourself. Not in this movie. Oh, so it's the abs. That's that's okay. Yes, it's the hair it's and the abs, abs and the extra the way, thirty pounds of muscle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, look, he's seventeen, so it's totally wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying it's. I'm just <laughs> saying right, it's now, wrong. Let me ask you this: yeah, if, it's, if, it's but, a, if it's a new moon change, you're approaching it, candy van territory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. is, it, is it new moon? Is it new moon with the long hair or after the long hair? After. Oh, so there I'm we not go. into long hair. There we go. Now we got it. Yeah, it's not. It's he's not like a totally the, different person once the hair. Exactly. No, he really is. I'm. Heterosexual. I'm like, oh wow, that guy. Suddenly, I don't hate looking at him. Now. Yeah. Suddenly, <laughs> I'm. Suddenly, it's it's easy on the eyes right there. Um. Well, it's also an awful wig. <laughs> I gotta say, it's not it's not helping him any that the long hair. By the looks way, did like anyone else shit. notice that they apparently stole decks of Rio cards? Like, you cannot <laughs> walk out the door of a casino with one of their cards. They'll stop you. Right. You can't get Rio cards. They, they, you they, get, they usually have the holes punched in them. Yeah, you can hole them, yeah. punch, yeah. like, souvenir cards. Or, or, or the ones with the curved edges. Yeah. Curved edges, yeah. You can get them with yeah. the curved edges. So maybe that's what that was, and it was just too fast to or, see. Or they realized they never got that shot and did second unit in Vegas over a party weekend or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, those reshoots. Dude, that could have been the case. Yeah. But for a thirty, I really like Anna Kendrick. By the way, she she's ready for like a. I really like her in that dress. She was she was in um. Is she the one with the boobs that we were up in the air? I love her. That's what I said. She was great in up in the air. Oscar nominated. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. Me and Ryan were sitting here watching this, and Scott Pilgrim. She's great in Scott Pilgrim. And and at one point, she was like, "This dress makes my boobs look awesome." Me and Ryan were both like, "Uh huh." Yeah, they do. Seventeen? No, you look fine in that dress. You don't look particularly sexy in that dress at all. What what dance? This is, she, wait, is she really eight? Oh, oh, yeah. Which dance? This is is this homecoming or is this prom? I, I, I believe it's prom. This is Vam coming. So it's been like a year since she came, or did she start in the fall? I don't even fucking know. She anymore. hasn't come yet. There's been, she's been no, dating. Hey, oh. I'm pretty three, sure this she, is. She's prom. got three more books before she. I don't know. Does. No one's gonna fucking correct me. I'm the one who knows this shit best. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's prom. But um, but it just because it's wow. Maltu got my list exactly. What? NPH, Matthew Morrison, Nathan Philly, and Ewan McGregor. Hell yeah. For what? For, for what? dudes that... For dudes, I'm on my bone. list. On my oh. list. Okay, great. <laughs> we're all wondering. Yeah. yeah. Maltu got me, man. Me and him. Mine is uh, Casper. Maybe Dan. he should be well, on should your be list. On your, yeah. <laughs> Mine is Brett Ratner and... Um, really? Just to teach him a lesson. Oh, okay, so. I was gonna say, it's like that would have to be like a that would have to be like a whips and chain scenario yeah. where it's like yeah. you you will learn your goddamn. At this point, Taylor Lautner is on my list for the other guy. If he has a chance to sleep with Taylor Lautner and doesn't cheat on me, then I'll be pissed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Because it's like the PSA say you're having sex with everyone they have. How dare he deprive me of that? <laughs> if only it worked that way. Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ. exactly. That anyway. would raise my number to like seven. <laughs> Anna Kendrick is 25, Ryan. Totally good to go. Excellent. Okay to go. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. All right. Go fight. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, it took us an hour and 51 minutes. Well done, everyone. For till when? Till we got to the point where we're just talking about which characters and or people are <laughs> sex. Bone. Uh, yeah, well, it's almost over. This is to like be fair. this is like the last five minutes before the bell rings in class, and we can. Yeah, everyone just starts we're bullshitting. Just, you know, yeah. Uh oh, the fog is coming uh -oh. in. That means <laughs> darkness and whatnot. No, but that is, I almost feel like that probably is a symbolic thing because oh, we, yeah, we're about sure. to see Victoria like, being like, dun, dun, dun. Well, but we're well also, clouded judgment also, is a good one, too. Yeah. And I actually like this part where they fake out on the, like, he's going to bite her thing. He's like, are you ready for this? Because mm -hmm. it's pretty. It's like a j just the know. tip, baby, kind of moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, but he's totally. I love that he's totally. Why would she want life. that to happen there? Did anybody? If anybody walks yeah, in on them and he's ripping good. out her jugular, and and they're like, no, really, it's fine. It's consensual. Uh, okay, wait. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lay. Like any, I'm not gonna walk. lay judgment or preference on this. I'm just saying. Some chicks are into that. That's it. You know, there's a there's an urban legend but going around. But teachers are at this dance. There's a, well, there's there's a um, there's a uh, uh, you know a, a moral uh, panic going on right now. I don't know if this is true or not, but it's one of those things that they they do a news segment on, like an alert. Mm-hmm. Your kids are blah blah blah. It's killing you right now. Yeah. More at ten. Yeah. So yes. so the the new moral panic I hear of is that they do like um there there will be kids doing like a mosh pit thing mm-hmm. around two kids having sex on the dance floor. So there are too many kids for nice. anyone to see them. That's just and then the two well, kids. Dude, are, I love the solidarity that represents. Just, exactly. Like, All right. <laughs> exactly. Fuck, you, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Well, not just that, but there's a mosh pit and they're moshing to distract it. Obviously, and it's like Jesus Christ, finish. It's been like nine minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're they're they're. I'm just nervous. There are a it. lot of you watching. Yeah. All right. Everyone, turn around. Everyone, face outward. Presumably. Everyone gets their turn, or it's the cool kids, or whatever. But apparently, that's the new thing. Why like, is he crying? Because <laughs> it's Twilight, buddy. No, I'm t- the guy having. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, and the, the, you're the doing a bit. Sucks, yeah. My sorry. It's, I'm sorry. character based. Now, this is. Uh, how do you feel about this as an ending? It's kind of a cool. It's kind of a cool choice. It's actually really unclear who this is because her hair's up and the color looks different. It's the bad and, guy, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Victoria. Uh, of. But you already know she's. Who's like the main bad guy of the next one? The next yeah. two, basically. Next two, yeah. We didn't talk yeah. about the music. Even when she's played by. We there we go. Now, now it's clear. Now it's clear. We need to talk is. about the music real quick because Ryan didn't like it, but you liked Dorkman. I like, I like the, the score. color change. I, I like the, the score. Yeah, yeah that's okay. Cool. That's that's the distinguishing. I like the score. There are a lot of parts, especially in the first half of the movie, where I felt the music was just kind of like, I'm like, this is not hitting the right mood. Like, uh-huh. right. it's setting a mood that you could easily skate through and not think about, but it doesn't feel appropriate. The second one, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh. They have music for this movie. Great. Uh-huh. This is this is excellent. <laughs> Twilight. Um, this movie, I was I was stunned by how much I didn't hate it. And in fact, I was worried that we wouldn't have anything to say because it was my anticipation and call me call me a, a, a judgmental profiling douchebag. Judgmental profile douchebag. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, but I thought this, I called him that. I thought this commentary, as I'm sure you did too, constant reader, Stephen King. Hey yo. Uh, as I'm sure you did too, I thought this was going to be a shit fest. I thought we were going to be just raping the hell out of this movie because no one else is raping anyone else in this movie. Nah. Um, which <laughs> is the opposite of true. Save it for four. The uh, yeah. This movie is not. Oh boy. <laughs> this is actually, and the way I described it, I forget the conversation I was having, but I said it's actually better than average uh, young girl fair. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty okay movie. Yeah, you set this up next to which uh, another movie I just watched because I was like, what the hell? Let's find out. Uh, High School Musical. This next to that, Way I better. would watch this. This, yeah. this, this, <laughs> I this is goddamn this. prose. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, it's it's a. I mean, if you want to be Kellen Lutz, like I said at the beginning of this, Spider Man Two, maybe Spider Man Two could have been amazing, and Twilight really should have been shitty. So it's a sliding scale, and it's not yeah. it's not fair. But this is not a disappointing movie for what it is. It's 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 <laughs> no, it, exactly for for what it is. This is surprisingly like oh hey that. Outdid my expectations. That looked an awful <laughs> lot like a film. Yeah. If you're if you're adapting a um, a kind of clunky, morally questionable novel th- to this, then technically this is a perfect movie. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but easy, easy. easy. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. It's, I'm just putting it out there. In any case, Twilight. Um, interesting flick. Not my obviously not my sort of film of choice. <laughs> but holy shit, I didn't hate it. And what happened? 
Eddie, your turn. I mean, yeah, as a film, it's a film, and it, it's two hours of something happening in my face, and I can't fault it for that. It's it does it, it had I allowed it to happen. It, it had a quest. It's like it's like it's like a it's like a Warcraft quest. You know, kill ten of these, turn in this. Yeah, you did it. Quest completed. Done. It, this completed the quest. Achievement unlocked. Exactly. Achievement unlocked. Watch Twilight. My problems are really my problems are really with the source material and the whole premise this thing is built upon because there's something I don't know. I'm just gonna, there's something very dark at the center of all this that I really have a problem with so in the chat room eddie you you've been um you got a very damning little line here dr submarine quote perfect movie quote hyphen eddie twilight <laughs> well that's kind of taken well, out of context late, if you late. know what i'm saying for those come on folks he that's knows. that's right, gonna, i think gonna, i can I'm gonna, extract that for the mashup I'm gonna, go to, I'm gonna go to ryan first on this one you said the first time you watched this uh it, yeah. it had no effect on you it left no impression now really. how, do you, how do you feel about it at this point uh well i feel the after same, this conversation well yeah no i i feel the same way and actually that what this this commentary has done is exposed a lot of very sort of retrospectively obvious but not that difficult ways to drastically improve the the characters and the relationship which are the part that i thought was really the problem with this um and so i still agree with myself at the beginning of this which is that that was certainly a movie someone made and 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 technically executed it was pretty fine the effects were pretty cheeseball but uh, in general it's it's kind of like yeah there it is you know the problems that you have are, are rooted really in 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 the novel and then it's it's adaptation and again mainly the characters and the relationships and so i think that could have been better unfortunately that also kind of curses the next movies because this is the start of it. This is what's establishing the relationship between these people, yeah. and that carries through to the other ones. And so I, it's not like when we go into New Moon or Eclipse, you can't ever, I care you can't, more. Yeah, you can't ever meet them better. Yeah, exactly. So you It's going to assume you already like them, and if it didn't make you like them, then you never like them. Yeah, so, you know, bummer for me, but kind of like, I mean, like you said, it's kind of, I, I watch it and I'm like, wow, that that wasn't horrible. But anyway, you know. Dorkman, as a film, as a comparison... Wrap it up, man. Um, Give us your little thesis on Twilight. I don't know what to say about Twilight that we haven't already said. I mean, uh, I agree with everything. I agree with we everything these guys well, said. Yeah, you guys have covered it. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I agree with the fundamental point of everything you said. I was surprised that I didn't hate the movie. I have a serious moral objection to everything underlying it, <laughs> and they needed to establish the character relationships better. You know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I'm surprised at how. Hard they tried to make a good movie out of. I'm it. actually impressed. And I gotta say, it yeah, makes, there, you, it makes we, you want to start calling people a professional. Yeah, right. When they yeah, approach yes. this as we could do a thing, and it's not going to be Bratz the movie. Like, yeah, yeah. All right. Yes. Well, I, I don't like your movie any better for it, but I appreciate. I appreciate your, your that choice. you did. That. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's 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 the thing. Uh, very very much of uh, the the. Um, visual that that eddie said about it earlier it's like you can see them trying to make a good movie and then running up against the chains of twilight stopping them from going any further you know <laughs> it's, Marley it's like, and Marley. yeah well it's more like scorpion throwing the get over here it's like yeah. they're starting to build up ahead of steam like okay this is not bad and then oh shit it comes yanking i very back. desperately want to know what sequence ilm did not a lot of it. It can't. It can't have been that. That's much. what I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was. You know. Well, look at the digital artists. There's like maybe yeah. a dozen. Like that's. I mean, nah. that, and let's see. If, let's see if Brandon's name is in this. I know he worked on this Brandon. too. Brandon Flight. Oh, Flight. Brandon, Brandon Flight. Brandon Flight. Okay. From Ryan vs. Brandon, the lightsaber fights available on YouTube.com. Yes. Holy John. fuck. And Ryan vs. Brandon too. Using Saber Shot brand lightsabers. Saber Shot dot com. What did what did he do? Color? Thank you. Everything. Uh, just some compositing stuff. You know, he, probably some rig removal. I don't know. He's the expert on what he did. Digital compositor. He worked on Juno too. Yeah, he worked on monitor burns. Do you make the uh, the the belly? No, when you oh, see okay. when uh, the the, the um, uh, the what's it called sonogram? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, when you see the sonogram on the screen, mm. he did the comps of the sonogram. 
in that I've one. Seen, I've seen uh, more we've, than my we've share passed it, yeah, so yeah, he yeah. didn't, I guess, get a credit. Good for him. So, uh, <laughs> that, ladies and gentlemen, we did it, was Twilight. Yes, sir. Okay. And this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Email us at downinfrontshow at gmail.com. We are now available on the Android Marketplace, so we're coming to iPhone soon. If you search on your Ooh. Android for Down in Front, you will find us, and you'll be able to access all of our episodes streaming live from your phone at any place, and we're working on new versions that will actually download to your phone so you don't have to be uh, connected to the internet mute math look at the soundtrack i mean G- claude yeah. debussy is in there fucking anyway we've iron got a, and wine we've got a great community going at the forum down in front.net slash forum where we'll also announce every week we have live shows at down in front.net slash live you can find them at the forum and we'll you know you'll be involved in the conversation literally in the chat room we yeah. have a store you can buy we shows. reference Get onto them a the commentary you can, yeah you can yeah. buy uh, you can buy this dvd from us if you're so compelled and we get like a buck and you can buy shirts and if you don't feel like buying anything but you think we're an upstanding good looking dudes go ahead and uh, you know throw a, little, a couple bucks in the PayPal button we're not saying we're not asking we're just saying uh, Matt Beta Beta to the show notes and chapter breaks on iTunes Holden Hill designed the website and the app my name is T. Christie Eddie Doty Mike Scott Ryan Weaver thank you very much for listening good night good night I love you for no reason I'm always blown away by the shots where it's like something that's clearly in motion behind the credits it's like Someone sat there and burned this much film yeah. on fucking trees reflected in water. Yeah. It's like, right. God damn it. Oh, shit. I'm out of Or focus. they looped. I think you could probably get away with a loop at that point. Maybe. Like, uh, yeah, dissolve in a loop. Well, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine someone checking the focus at the last... And, shit. Oh, missed it. That was yeah. a whole Blew it. mag Oh, there was film. a dissolve. Sorry about that 2,000 feet of film. All right. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's. I guess that's the end of the commentary, and this is the part where I fade away. Awesome. Fade away. TrendsInYourHead.com